I guess you kind of scared yourself You turn and run But if you have a change of heart Christmas comes early. Uh, I can't wait to talk about this movie. It falls right into a happy place for, I know, for me. Does it fall in a happy place for you, Murray? This movie was absurd in all the right ways. It really is. Gives me the Sonny Chiba vibes. We get a a Chiba-ism in here. That's right. Um, Yeah, this is how it's done, people. All you people that do... So bad they're good movies. This is how it's done, all right? You don't fucking wink. You play it straight. Yeah. And let the absurdity play out. Cult classic. Over 90% reviews everywhere. Positive reviews. And then, Murray, right at the top of that list, Criterion Collection Phil. I better see uh, Katevin. I've been writing them. I say, hey, Criterion Collection, I am a subscriber. I pay you a monthly fee. I want you to put that up there. I want Katevin up there. It deserves it. I want nine hours of behind the scenes with John DeHart. Uh, yeah, I just have him go like frame by frame. Right. That's... I was thinking about wearing leather in this scene. <laughs> uh, you know, this movie, if I sound tired, it's because this movie is so much packed into 90 minutes. I was exhausted after doing the notes. If I had to stop repeatedly just to catch yes. up on my notes. It felt like when when we've done like Columbo episodes, because I love Columbo, and they're always like an hour to an hour and 20 minutes long, yeah. but it just ends up being 14,000 notes. Right. That's why, I mean, we love you, Matt, but that's why we don't like doing Columbo right. with tippy-taps. Yeah. We love Columbo. It's a great character. Literally, classic, yeah. But favorite show, favorite detective. It's, it's just so much. So it's so much, but how are you getting ready for this week? Did you have a good week? Uh, no, I mean, I I finally, for the first time in a couple years, I think, well, I, that's not true, because we did see, we, I can't remember the last Marvel movie we saw with Pigeon. Yeah. You know, but as far as just going to a movie, I was excited to see. Uh, it's been two years. I saw Northman like two years ago. And so I decided to trek out to the theater and see Godzilla minus one because I've been hearing so much shit about it. And we all know I'm a Godzilla fan. I oh, said yeah. it. Um, it's good. It's worth seeing. I don't know why people are losing their mind over it. That's where we're at today, though. Yeah, it's either everything is either the complete shits or the most amazing thing ever created. There's no middle ground. Anymore. There's no nuance in any way in life anymore. Right. I'm here to tell you it was good. It was worth seeing. If anyone... 
dares to say, why isn't Godzilla minus one in the Oscar race? Shut the fuck up. No, it's not at that. Nowhere near a level of you would give an Oscar to this movie. Right. It's in the good realm of a Godzilla movie. Right. I it's mean, the- I apparently I haven't seen. I've, I've had it on DVD for like a couple years. And I still haven't watched Shin Godzilla. I've been meaning to. Yeah. But if you enjoyed that, you'll enjoy this. One. Yeah. You d- you can just watch it on Mike's Plex too. You don't even have yeah. to get the DVD player fired up. Um. But uh. Yeah. I mean, I will say this: fifteen million dollar budget. Godzilla yes. looked almost as good as the fucking two hundred million dollar one that America made. So oh. I don't know where the money's going up the noses of these executives. You can do a Godzilla it looks convincingly decent for fifteen million dollars. Right. I did mean, you notice if they did any little sets like the classic Godzilla? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think it was all Damn. CGI. It was. It was like I said. It was decent. It wasn't great. It was decent though. It was an enjoyable movie to go see. That's yeah. the theme of this podcast is movies that are just enjoyable. Right. Incredibly not- corny plot. I can't believe I heard people saying they were crying in this movie. No, there's no reason to cry in this really? movie. I like I in fact if you do that, I, I'm worried for you. I think you're disturbed. Yeah. Because it's very corny. But what do you expect from I don't expect fucking great drama from a fucking monster movie about a yeah. giant lizard that destroys Tokyo. I feel like I feel like we're uh, Americans are fucked up because of that uh Brian Cranston one cuz I thought Cranston was getting a lot of kudos for his acting ability in that Godzilla movie. Well, he was barely in it. He was only in it for like the first 15 minutes. He was? Yeah. I barely remember. It was, it was stunt that. casting because, you know, he was hot at the time. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw it. But I mean, I his, his acting it. was way better than the guy, the main character of this movie, who, like, could not play off an. Because he was supposed to be haunted. Because this, this takes place right after, uh, right after World War II ends. And he's supposed to be haunted by, like, the shit he's seen and all that okay. shit. And he, just, he couldn't pull it off. He's a Godzilla actor, for fuck's sake. I don't. I'm That's not going to perfect casting, then. Yeah. So I would say, yeah, check it out. It's worth seeing. If it blows your mind, great. It didn't blow my mind. Yeah. But I'm old. I've seen things. I've done. I've seen almost 300 movies doing this show. Right. Oh, my God. To think about all the movies we've watched for this show. Yeah. So, yeah. That and was my week outside of working. I'm experiencing movies in a whole new way this week. Because you know what I finally did, Murray? It's been seven long years, I believe, since the last time I did this. Had sex. <laughs> I went to the doctors. Yeah, I hate doing that. Yeah, I had to go though because a while ago, uh, like have, two weeks ago. I mean, you get a job now. Do you have medical? Yeah. Okay, that's good. So, fuck, man, I had to get the extensive blood work done. Yeah, people outside of America, you gotta have a job in America to be able to see a doctor in America. Yeah, it's hilariously rigged. And yeah. so let me tell you about this. I'm, I'm getting blood work. I haven't done blood work in forever. Yeah. So they're like, do you want to just do the basic or do you want to get the extensive? I was like, it's been forever. Let's do the extended one or whatever. The line by line. Uh, they say your blood's not coagulating. Oh, my God. I don't remember what they said. Are you said. a vampire? I'm not a vampire. Okay. That's good news. Then it coagulated. I got my results back uh, two days ago. Griff is in the most perfect shape for a human being. It, oh, really? They applauded. They asked if I could come in and donate more blood. They want to run more experiments on it because I'm just that perfect. But the reason I went in was because I got water behind my ear, and it was causing issues. Two weeks ago, I could— I hate that. It's a fucking most oh, frustrating thing. I could barely hear out of my left ear. Yeah. So that was a fun episode to do. 
Well, I go in and I had to get my ears blasted out. You know, I had to get the peroxide in there. It was a two-hour fucking doctor visit because of all that cleaning. Every doctor visits two hours. Yeah. 15 minutes of them seeing you and hour yeah. 45 waiting. Right. And You know uh, what the new move is? They put you immediately in a room and then they make you sit for two then hours. Then make you wait, yeah. Yeah. So I had to get both ears blasted out. The one ear had, like, you know, dried out wax and all that. Ew. It was, like, the size of a goddamn almond just Yuck. stuck in there. It's disgusting. And I was like, what can I do to prevent Almost this? disgusting as Ricky O. Yeah. Clean your ears up. This is the second time it's happened to me. And I say, what, what can I do to prevent this? And they're like, do you use Q-tips? And I was like, no. And they're like, good, don't. I was like, okay, what can I do? I do, and I got perfect hearing. And they said, uh, yeah, you can get kits. What kits? Ear kits. So that was the that was the answer I got. So as helpful as they were, it sucked that they had no nothing to help me prevent this. But I can hear so well now. Everything. I feel like Daredevil. It's it's almost too sharp at times. I need to put can more. You hear my irregular heartbeat. I can, Murray. I don't have when I get surgery for that. Oh. <laughs> Well, you need to go get it checked out again. It's oh, been a okay. while. <laughs> so it, it's been uh, it's been a fun week to hear again. I, I'm sure it is. But, Murray, it's time. We got to start talking about this movie because there's too much to fucking talk about. This is an incredible uh, feature film. Well, you know, it's the, even though it doesn't even remotely feel like the holidays because it's 50 degrees in Michigan right now and we have we have no snow. So, and I don't go anywhere, so I'm not around all this holiday shit. So it does, it just feels like October to me or something. It 1,000% feels like October. And I have no family. We don't have any kids. Christmas is a kid's holiday. I have no kids in my life. So I, it's like it doesn't even exist for me. 100%. It didn't, Christmas didn't become fun again for me until uh, my niece and nephew all became like of age to be excited for Christmas. Right. And now. And you're like, I can't wait to tell them Santa Claus died. Oh, my God. Yeah. They they you're already the know. Douchey uncle that does shit like that. After watching this, and I watched this for the first time at like sixteen or seventeen, I was like, I can't wait for these kids to turn sixteen so I can show them this movie. Oh come on, twelve. Twelve. I that's appropriate. To um, me. so we're we're at heart we're a family podcast. We are family friendly. I mean, I don't know how many testimonials I've gotten on Twitter. People saying thank you. You, I haven't talked to my dad in thirty years. Right. You brought us together. Because of that episode on uh, Ilsa She-Wolf of the SS. And I go, you're welcome. This is what we're here for, to bring people together. I don't understand how Ilsa is the connecting factor for so many people. Well, a lot of people have a pee fetish, Griff, that people don't know. And also, we're learning, learning, there's a lot of Nazi-esque people in America right now. Right. So, yeah, it... Yeah, I mean, hey, whatever brings people together. I did install a microphone in the bathroom, so when we cut out, we can uh, record our own, you know, parody of Vivex That's moment. That's our OnlyFans page. Yeah. You want to hear us pee. <laughs> so you've got Tubin, where you jerk off on a Zoom meeting. That was Tubin, I believe. Yeah, well, I don't know. There's so many that do that. And now now we have... He was Tubin. <laughs> right. Yeah. And yeah. now we have Vivekking when you pee on a live tape. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So... We got the Vivek feed now, everybody. So sit well, tight for that one. Well, peeing is something; it's not abnormal. You got to pee. You don't have to jerk off in a meeting. 
Maury, I you have never been on a Zoom meeting. Sometimes you they have to. They get that to, hot. Sometimes. Kids, I know you're listening right now. Be careful because the temptation is incredible. And this is not just a male thing, Murray. This is a female thing, too. Oh, yeah. You can tell. You can tell. That's why everybody just doesn't want to be on camera. Because then they can tell that you're jerking off. Oh. It's a I didn't know it was that big of an issue. It keeps the blood flowing. Otherwise, well, yeah, but it also takes the removes the chi. Yeah, you can't be efficient at your job if you're draining chi. Right, but that's only if you finish when you come to completion. Oh, there's edging. Is that what you do on a Zoom? You just edge. It gets the blood flowing in the most incredible way. God, it it gets you. Think, it would get your fucking give you blue balls doing that if you don't release. Well, if you don't train it rightly, Murray. <laughs> it's all as we know about Rikio. It's all about proper. Training. Everything's about she. Everything. So Ilsa brought families together. Yeah, I mean, so that's why we do it again. We're bringing. This is another family-friendly film. Get your kids around the fucking part fire. Put on this episode because you don't want to. Well, I, I mean, you know what? Don't go be by yourself. Masturbate while you're listening to this because <laughs> nobody wants to be around their family. That's why we do this. <laughs> you know, I'm. You know, we're, you know what? We're, we bring families together and we and we push them apart at the same time. I can't, I can't follow this we can logic. Do, we can do it both for you. If you hate your family or you love your family, you're going to love this episode on Ricky O, the story of Ricky, based on a manga. That's right. You're my wee, weeble wobble. So my, you, I am going to weeb it up. So you can explain manga. As as most people probably know, it's in the, it's in the world now. Anime? Every fucking where. You know what? I'm glad we're talking about anime because I think this isn't it. You're my weeble wobble. That's right. Yesterday, as luck would have it, I was at Second and Charles, which are, apparently our buddy Mike Mullins was there a couple hours later. We, we were like ships in the night. We I paused my other. hentai for this? Oh, yeah. wait. No. I paused my anime for this. Yeah. Your your tote bag says- My tote I, bag says I paused my hentai for this. And it has a little like tentacle hanging out the bag. Right. Anyway, so the girl checking me out, is this, a, this this has to be an, an anime thing? Because I've I've seen a couple of girls do this. They like spray paint freckles on their nose now. Holy shit! Really? It, there's no way this was real. It looked they were too big and they were like perfectly placed. It was on the nose and like right under the eye. They weren't on the cheeks or anything. It's like a it's like a thing. It's like a makeup thing. You is, know, is that's got to be an anime? It thing. could be a modern anime thing. I yeah. don't. I'm not aware because. I, she also checked me out with crossed eyes and her tongue sticking out with drool yeah, jumping off the tip of her tongue. I believe that is the either the awuga face or the uwu face. I don't, I don't well, know. Awuga makes sense, but <laughs> yeah, is that a thing? All our weebs out there, yeah, is that a thing? Is it an anime thing? Because it was because I was like. I did a double take. I was like, what is that? My brother would probably have the answer because his kids would. are getting into oh, anime. Oh, his kids are getting into And he anime. still kind of frequents the anime, but I'm pretty much done with anime, especially new anime. Well, you're not. You're going to watch the Ricky O anime, aren't you? It, uh, oh, yeah. There's two animated movies. It doesn't look like they did a show. It looks like they yeah. did just with uh, more swastikas, anime movies. Yeah. The Dude, I'm so excited to watch these movies. I'm very excited about it, okay. but... I was also really fucking excited to find this manga. I really wanted to find it. I heard about it, and I was like, I need to read this shit. Um, Ricky's very much like Ken from Fist of the North Star. Oh, absolutely. There's definitely some inspiration there, for sure. 
Uh, there's even one point in this movie where he strikes a guy. He gets struck, and a guy goes, that's my death strike, which is pretty much, I mean, you'd use that in all kung fu movies or whatever, but yeah. still, uh, I, you can't ignore the acknowledgement of Fist of the North Star here. But in America, this manga is referred to as Violent Hero Rikio. Is that not awesome? It tells you all you need to know. I mean, yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, as we are talking about with animes being so fucking popular today, do you know how many live-action animes they've done in the last 10 years? 5,003. Just the list I pulled off the top of my head. Cowboy Bebop, One Piece, Dragon Ball Z, multiple times, I think, Ghost in a Shell. Yeah. So these are like American I refuse to watch because that has a guy Jin playing the main character, Scarlett Johansson. I thought I thought they, it was supposed to be a white woman anyway. No. It's not. Okay. Uh, let's see. Rurouni Kenshin, Full Metal Alchemist, and of course, this actually happened over 10 years ago, but we know it all too well. Fist of the North Star. It's everywhere. Oh. It's the most popular thing in the world They even did the one uh, manga I read, Play of the Immortal, they made a live action. Okay. Movie. Yeah. See? So they, yeah. It's all over the place, but here's the thing. This movie, I feel like did it so well. It did the tropes in there. Well, according to you, it was like scene for scene. It was like reading right. the manga. The little bit I got to read. I mean, there's so a far. little shit they left out apparently because they were hoping for a sequel. Because apparently, in the manga, Ricky O's brother is in prison and he gets put in prison to get him out. Yeah. This one, it's a revenge. It's a classic '70s Bronson fucking plot. Girlfriend almost gets oh. raped <laughs> and kills herself. Yes. And he gets revenge. I love the scene of the drug addicts. <laughs> that is yeah, what very I, accurate. We're going to have a 45-minute segment on that. Uh, but, man, th this movie, the tropes, the way they work in the tropes, the fucking leaf flute. Yeah, it was great. was great. Punching through shit, which is what everybody knows this movie by. Blood everywhere. Would you think this would work as a CGI movie? Hell to the fuck no. Thank you. I hate... I've gone on record. I hate CGI blood. You can't have it. Right. This movie. Especially because it's black most of the time for some reason. They always make blood black in CGI. With all of its practical stupid, it's like jarringly stupid. And yet. Yeah. Totally shoestring budget. Like the, even not even remotely looks real. Yeah. And they don't give a fuck. That's what I love. I've said, we've said this before. I miss the days of a horrible dummy falling off a building. We got to see that with yes. Ying Ying. <laughs> yeah. So good, but like the quick, like you do get quick cuts because you see, uh, oh god, I forgot his fucking name, Riki, right <laughs> in the goddamn title. Yeah. Well, I was about to say Kenshiro because we've said <laughs> Fist of North Star too many times. Uh, but like he, you see him run up, do a jump kick, and then suddenly he's at a guy's ankle. I fucking love the cuts that they use in this movie. Yeah, and like I alluded to in the beginning of the episode, it was so exhausting doing the notes. It didn't help that thank. Uh, I have this on VHS somewhere. I thought I had it on DVD. I think I, you think I would have it on DVD. I yeah. do not have it. So fortunately, our buddy Mike on his Plex, he had it. And no, to no fault of his own, this is just the version he had. It had dubbing, which I, I need. I'm sorry. I can't. When we're doing notes, it's so hard to do. We'd love to do more foreign movies. Yeah. And the and the best for, way to watch them is always subtitles because you can get the real like good acting. Right. But with these kind of movies, like no, I need dubbing. Right. Because I'm I can't read and write at the same time. Exactly. We would have to pause so many times right. to like 
digest the scene, go write some little bits on it. But the version Mike has, it had it was dubbed, thankfully, but it also had English subtitles that did not match what they were saying. Right. And of course, when you see words, your eyes automatically go to them, and right. you, you automatically want to read them. And you're trying to like pick out names for the notes. Well, and we all always that complain and... about our issues with names. I mean, some movies are good about it, and they're like, "Hey, Bob!" Like they immediately, like the first line, like when people are talking, which you should do. Yes. And sometimes, and sometimes we're doing it. They don't, and we're like, we have to go look up IMDb and like, who the fuck is this? Constantly, and obviously, that's not even the easiest thing to do, too, right. unless you have a picture reference or something. Right. Especially, never mind. And with this movie, the names were on the subtitles were totally different than the names they were speaking. So we're like, I'm like, because I, and some of them, you, you're like, what, what was that name? Like, you can't understand what they're saying, right? So it was very confusing, very exhausting. There was a number of times I had to pause just to catch up on what I was seeing yep. in my notes. And at this point, we're like stenographers. We have our own like shorthand. Yes. I know what I can barely read my fucking notes. I don't know no one will be able to because it's like <laughs> scribble, scribble, scribble. We stopped. We used to print off notes when we have a guest in house, and we just stopped doing it because it's like they can't follow along either. <laughs> right. So yeah, so it was it was difficult, but I'm glad we succeeded. I'm glad we did this episode because it was a lot. This movie's a lot of fun. It's it a is very Christmas movie. So fun, Murray. Last week we got to talk about rock star hair, who uh, or not rock star hair so much, but hair acting. Yes. With I no Ken was our hero last time. Tom. Tom, Tom had amazing hair emoted it, so much. Yeah, every mood, different hair. Right. This is the last topic I got before we go into the trailer. Do you think Riccio emoted with his hair? Well, he did very little emoting besides his hair. So, I yeah, I guess that was telling the tale. Because it's we get flashbacks to him. One year, was it one or two years prior to going to jail? And he's got this main rock star hair blowing in the breeze. It's beautiful. And that was a sign of his innocence. Right. And then he goes to jail, and it's shorter. It's not as voluminous. It's well-conditioned. Well-conditioned. That's a secret, people. We learned that from our friend Paul London. When you you see, like, wrestlers with wet hair, it's not water. It's conditioner. It's conditioner. Keeps it sleek and shiny. So it never dries. Never dries. That's what you want, people. That's what you want. You want that wet look. And I think we're giving people a good hair treatment next week, too. Yes. It doesn't stop. Very Seagalish next week. The hair that is that is not the, the acting is actually good. <laughs> so all right, we got. Let's just get into this fucking uh, trailer. For I hope this isn't like because uh, foreign trailers rarely have any kind of. We'll find speaking. We'll, I have a feeling we'll be able to find like good. a Criterion version of the trailer or something. Okay. This movie's too big not to have one. So here it is, everybody. This is your Christmas present from us to you. It's the trailer for this for Ricky O, the story of Ricky. By 2001 AD, capitalist countries have privatized all government organization. Prisons, like parking lots, have become franchised businesses. Why didn't you let the doctors take the five bullets out of you? Souvenirs. Do you still possess your superhuman strength? Of course, I'm much stronger now. (laughs) 
As we follow a police bus to prison, we get this nice little world builder here. By 2001 AD, capitalistic countries have privatized all government orgs. Organizations. My own shorthand. I got caught on it. Prisons, like car parks, have become franchised businesses. Thank God that's in the world of science fiction. Fuck, it never man. happened. I love how other, you know, foreign to America art always makes fun of the American capitalistic system and they just get it wrong every time. Judge Dredd, 1,000% off. This movie, 1,000% off. There's no Imagine them trying to privatize prisons. That's hogwash. Could we would you... never do that. Prison's about rehabilitation. <laughs> Could you imagine a, a city where millionaire billionaires just buy up everything and just put up parking lots and never actually install any of the buildings they say they're going to install? No, billionaires are the job providers. They're here to help the world, make right. it better. Elon Musk, he's making the world so much better. I... Man, I look out my window and I watch a cyber truck drive by and I salute it. You should. Yeah. They're beautiful. Yeah. So yeah, so this is complete, complete work of science fiction, people. All right, don't don't think we're in the real world. Don't yeah, don't try to make any parallels. Like Murray said, we our prison system's all about rehabilitation. Right. There's no gangs in there. There's no fighting no. ever. I will say, that I think this is the first prison movie I've ever seen where no one gets raped. You know, they don't even imply it, which is actually very refreshing, like that beverage. Maybe we do need to privatize. Maybe that's where real rehabilitation will happen, because they all kind of get along. You're right. You know what? I'm going to write my congressman and say, we need more privatized prisons. More. More. Well, we've got that one, right? It's doing so well. They're all doing so well. <laughs> so, all right, yeah. So we see uh, the bus pulls in to the prison. Floor covered in blood. Covered in blood. <laughs> All right. And Ricky, now, our hero, steps out. Yeah. Uh, we start getting, like, the little lineup introduction. I like how they did it. They had, like, the font going across, you know. Yeah, but it was in, it was in it, Chinese. China, yeah. Even though this is a manga, this movie was a Golden Harvest movie, so it is Chinese. Yeah. Hong Kong. And, you know, we're getting to learn about a couple of perps and everything, what crime they did. One guy stole paper clips from the office, so, right. you know. He gets sentenced to two years, hard, hard privatized labor, prison. Hard privatized labor. Yep. High, Making iPads. There is a moment later in this movie where they say, this is the best labor available. Right, yeah, which would never happen in real life. <laughs> never. So, yeah, we get, you know, then then Ricky comes out. We know he's our hero, his hair. Oh, my God, that hair. He's He's got the, you know, everybody's wearing, like, the Asian shirts, of course, that uh, have the strings to tie them together. Pajama. Yeah, outfit. Yeah, <laughs> and it, his is always just open. Well, he's got to show that chest with that with that fucking. It, I mean, it's an Asian knockoff of pack jelly, but still, because it, it was it beads too much. You know, it was beading. Yeah, ours just goes right to the skin. It they it. they use like shark blubber extract, you know, to to get it. I didn't know sharks had blubber. Yeah, man. Some fat sharks out there. It's hard. There's not a lot of blubber on there, so it, that shit's expensive. That's why they. That's where most of this. It's all went. in the fin. That's why they just cut the fin off and throw the shark away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Ricky steps off. We learn he's 21 years old. He sends to 10 years for manslaughter, and he we'll, slaughtered a man. Already. We'll we'll get more information on yeah. that later. They're just you know giving you tidbits here. Right so on. even though you're you're incarcerated, somebody still need to go through a metal detector. Right. Like, may, just just be sure. I thought these people were being busted right after you know being arraigned or whatever. So. 
I thought oh, this, is pri- if this is prison. You're like, you're not in jail. You're in prison. Okay. So you've been convicted. Oh, okay. So he shouldn't have been, because he's wearing like dockers at this point and a belt. <laughs> so he walks through the metal detector. Yeah, you think they, they take the belt off because they don't want you to kill yourself. Yeah. And of course, like we said, his shirt's open. Yeah. You can see he's wearing a belt. You see the abs. He walks in, metal detector goes off. This is very unlike the police, Murray. I just want you to know, don't take this image of the cops here as a sign of what, what police and security guards in prisons are like. They jump over the fucking barrier and come in with the baton swinging. And he just blocks him with his forearms. And then just opens up his shirt. And I'm like, oh, he's showing him his belt. No, he's just propositioning them. Go ahead and scan me. Right, so they take him to the x-ray machine. They well, no, take... they do the wand first. And they make him take his shoes off. Of course, you have to do you that. You got to do that. They go right over the belt. It does not blip. So no. I was like, oh, what? What are we doing here? Sometimes it doesn't go off. And they get up to his chest, and it's... They're like, what the fuck? Does he have a fucking iron heart? Right. So they take him to the x-ray machine, and we see there's five bullets embedded in his chest. And they're like... Why didn't you get these? No bullet holes. No Kenshiro bullet holes, though. He had finger holes. Yeah, but, he had finger holes but, in the shape of the uh, Big Dipper. Yeah. And he's like, those are my souvenirs. So we're like, oh, my God. Ricky was a total badass. He doesn't even want the bullets removed from his body. So now we get a little more narration. We got more world building. It's, it's, yeah. not, it's not Logan's run level world building, but yeah. we're learning. And again, they do this in 90 minutes. We're right. we're. On such good pace right now. We're 18 minutes into this movie, and we're we're just blowing right through it. We learn there's a hierarchy in this prison. The warden, of course, is on top. And then we have the assistant warden, Cyclops Dan. <laughs> yes. And what we'll get to later, it's very interesting. By the way, casting is brilliant in this yes. movie. Everyone looks disgusting and yes. cartoonish. All the villains, ca- disgustingly cartoonish. Yeah. Our hero looks like a fucking... It looks like he jumped out of an anime. Right. He looks great. The prison is divided into four wings. The North, East, South, the North Star, the East Star, <laughs> South Star, and the West Star. Perfect. And... And like we said, it's about rehabilitation. So they actually let prisoners run these wings. Right. Democracy. They vote who's going to be the leader. Or, may, or you know, that's what we think. Or maybe this guy beats the shit out of everybody and says, I'm the leader. It might be a Russian democracy. They're called the Gang of Four, which is also was uh, something from uh, Communist China, the Gang of Four. Oh, okay. So, all right. There we go. That's how the prisons run. Now we're opening up. Usually in America, we have usually a black character come up to our hero and explain the rules. Yes. This one, we're just getting a voiceover. Right. Yeah. Uh, no so, black people in China, apparently. No. <laughs> so now we're going over to the bathrooms. We're waiting for a like, Oh, my God. Right the, the jump. We're going to get a rape scene. Right. So we're thinking. And again, this is the difference between America and foreign countries. Uh, we just jump right into the R scene. We're full on R. We're like showers blazing, fog, smog everywhere, and soaps on the ground. But no. We've got something else happening. A little tiff over a towel. Yeah. we get, we Well, we see uh, this isn't the guy running. I don't know what wing we're in. We North Wing, I think we're in. North Star Wing. We are in the North Star Wing, and we just got a guy they call Captain. He's, he's not running the North Star Wing. He is a mini boss. Yes. He's a level two boss. Sure. And he's got a, he's got a flex. So we see, who do you, you're a bully. Who do you pick on? You pick on the scrawniest, weakest old guy. So old, old Ma, as they called him in the movie. Yes, old Ma. 
Couldn't afford an end. He said how poor he is. <laughs> and he's not he's he cannot use these towels. These are for the captain and his crew. Captain Antoniel. But that's my towel. Not anymore. It's ours now. Bastard! Yeah, there's a lot of bastards. Like yeah. you said, probably dubbed in Italian. Outside of America, the sickest burn is bastard, yeah. apparently. They they believe in the sanctity of a man and a wife being married and having a child in wedlock. <laughs> so much. If you call him a bastard, them's fighting words. So old Ma denies it. No, I assure you that is my towel. Get fucking punched across the bathroom, which right. these bathrooms, class of 1984, yeah. tango and cash. What was, uh, I think even uh, Showdown, a.k.a. American Karate Tiger, also had these uh, giant elaborate bathrooms. Yes, very spacious. Very spacious. Incredible well, bathrooms. Man, you got to spread when you're on that toilet. You got to spread. I mean, you only get 15 minutes in the bathroom to shit, shower, <laughs> shave. You better pick or do it real fast. Yeah, we don't care what you do. I need at least 20 to take a shit. Come on, <laughs> I got to get the paper out. Well, like they have better diets, so it would be a lot quicker and this is a hole in the fucking floor. <laughs> so, uh, yes. Our poor old ma gets punched across the room, and then that's when Captain comes over to stand over him. No, that is my towel. And then he notices a little trinket that fell out of old ma's pocket. <laughs> yeah, he's carrying this fucking giant wooden train. And I, it was funny because just a few days earlier, I was watching uh, Santa Claus coming to town. Yeah. You know, the Rankin and Bass stop-motion animation. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Santa Claus gives this toy train to the Winter Warlock, and it melts his heart, and he makes him a good person. That's right. So it's like, what kid, even in 91, or 2001, I'm sorry, the movie was made in 91, is set to it. Is going to play with some fucking janky-ass wooden fucking train? No, that's something for, like, um, early boomers at this point. You know, they're still into their wooden train sets. Not even that, because my dad had, he actually gave me his train set as a kid, the old Lionel one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were even metal back then, back in the 1940s. Oh, they were already metal. Yeah. This is like 1800 bullshit. This is when they just invented a train. Right. It's the symbolism. Yes. And Captain just goes, huh, good. Smashes the fucking train right over old Ma's head. Right. Smashes, by the way. Smashes. Yeah, smithereens. Because this train reappears later. So <laughs> I was like, oh, I got to go fix my notes. Murray's going to yell at me. <laughs> and he's like, no, that is for my little boy. And they go, oh, you want your train back? And then they grab, what did they grab, Griff? Uh, I so, thought it was a piece of the train, but you said it's a tool? Yeah, no, he, like, laughs at him and calls him a bitch and everything. And Captain, like, is getting ready to walk away. Old Ma gets to his feet, and he's got it. it I forget plane. What the, yeah, it's like a plane or something. So it's got it's like a wooden block, but it's got a blade in it, so you can shave at the wood. Yeah. And he comes across and he's trying to attack Captain with it. Captain grabs it, turns it around, and just slices up Old Ma's face. So the next few scenes, we see him covered in bandages, straight from the manga, by the way. So the guard comes in. Hey, what's going on here? And Captain goes, "Oh, this old man, this old Ma just fell." Oh, okay. Hey, old Ma, you should stop falling so much. Ha, 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 ha. Captain's like, well, I guess I proved my point. I took my shit. I'm out of here. Goes to the, goes to uh, walk out, gets tripped. Yeah, you just see an ankle trip him, falls over, and then we get this beautiful <laughs> shot of a dummy with its hand over its eye, you know, like face, yeah. fall into just a, a random yeah. wood block 
full of like eight inch long nails. Yeah, I'm assuming that's supposed to be a piece of the train, or Amazing. maybe it's a trap that Riccio like left. I don't know. That's the only thing I can make sense of this is Riccio brought this block full of nails, so his eye gets impaled. A lot of eye Hand, injuries in this eye. Movie. Yeah, they love working with the eyeballs. And he gets up and it's stuck on his face. Like, oh, all his goons are like running around. The, his goons step up to Riccio and they're like, hey, you can't do that to Captain. And he's like, oh, yeah? What are you going to do about it? And they just back down. Because he, again, Riccio's always got his shirt open and you're just looking at his chiseled abs and everybody else is hiding their shame. Right. I'm not going to fuck with that. And so we cut to next scene. Captain is being nursed. I got the bandages around his face, cartoon style. Is all his guys? Oh, Captain, you're the greatest. You would you would have beaten the shit out of Ricky O if you know you didn't have that nail in your eye. Right, and he. We learned that he has a connection to the gangs on the outside. He's some right. kind of you know big gang guy. So he's got money. He's got power, and he's like, I can't I can't let Ward get out about this. So we gotta finish Ricky O. Yeah. And I know just how we can do it. I hear Zorro. Zorro? Zorro. Zorro. Sorry, guys. The names. Uh, they're all over the place. Mad Dragon on the on subtitles. Mad Dragon on Sounds subtitles. Sounds a lot cooler than Zorro. Yeah. Uh, Zorro doesn't make any sense. No, none him. of the names make any sense. Cyclops Dan makes sense. They're just like, uh, this sounds American. Put it in Megan. I love that because we will get to a villain, <laughs> villain later named Brandon. Yes. <laughs> and it is perfect. Perfectly named. So he's like, yeah, let's get Zorro. He's capable of eating a whole horse. Right. So Cap goes over to meet with a guy in charge of whatever wing Zorro's in. As we have already seen established, Captain can talk to the guards. He's, he's right. you know, hand in fist with them. Hand in fist. Hand in hand. Shake hands. Uh, hand in glove. I hand in glove. Phrase. That's the one. And he's just like, gives the payoff to the guard. I need to borrow Zorro for a while. And well, we are you going to take responsibility if he freaks out? Yeah, sure. I don't care. So now we cut to who is this mysterious Zorro? We look, he opens the, or guard opens the cell. We see a giant fat guy chained up naked. He's just yeah. wearing like shorts, drooling. It, it's the Peter Griffin effect, though, where his fat is so large that it just hangs over his wiener. We did see naked butts. Uh, oh, no, we haven't no, seen naked butts. No, the Asian people are very chaste. They don't like showing nudity. They show a butt here in a minute, though. I noticed that. You'll remember. You'll remember. So, um, so okay. That's like holy shit. This guy looks disgusting. Right. And then we get a quick cut of the. You know, we talk about what happened to the factories. Were they Why making are... lightsabers? What the fuck was going on? It's like they're grabbing like molten like they were strips. making steel rebar. That's okay. what that was. So I think they were making lightsabers. As I was saying, it is two thousand one. It is two thousand one. We gotta get ready. Uh, <laughs> gotta get ready for the prequels. Uh, prequels. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, as I was saying, as we've talked about so many times, the abandoned factories, yeah, Spark well, I, factories, I live right down the road from one. Right, yeah. they all moved over to wherever this prison is. China, maybe Hong Kong. Hong Kong. And they're making all of our fucking factory stuff now because, as we learned, it's the cheapest labor available. They're probably making trains. Yep. Probably making steel trains, the steel Lionel trains. So we see old Ma working there. He's got bandages all over his face, selling it. He's not just healed miraculously. 
and I believe he gets pulled the pulled aside by the guards, and he's told, "You're not getting your probation." Yeah, because he—that's what he was talking about. He's like when they were accosting him in the shower room. He's like, "I'm going to get probation. I can't get involved with anything. You know, I'm going to get it." And well, we learned that Captain, the guys running the wings, are in charge of prisoners getting probation. Right. So in the manga, this is explained as. I'm the captain. I hate when everybody else gets parole before me. So you don't get parole until I get parole. So he was going to deny him. So he's just crushed physically and mentally. And then we cut to that night. And we're just going down the cell block. You know, camera just panning over. And suddenly I have a guy hanging. It's yeah. old Ma. Killed himself, apparently. Apparently. So now we hear all the... These guys are like... Like a, a sewing circle that's gossiping constantly. Oh, my God. It's like, oh, my God. Did you hear what happened to old Ma? I mean, he was only in here for running over a guy because he had to rush his pregnant wife to a uh, hospital. Right. He ran into a cop car. And uh, as you said, he was rushing his pregnant wife, whose water broke and all that. And it just so happened... That the cop... They call that a tsunami, by the a way. A tsunami, okay, sorry. Woman water breaks. It just so happened that was the car's, or the cop's favorite car. The cop wasn't harmed, but the headlight was knocked out, and so, life in prison. So, so but, but with parole, chance of parole, so it's not that bad. Yes. So, they're just carrying him out on a stretcher with a blanket over his body. Ricky, by the way, is the only person who's in his own cell. Everybody else, did you notice... There's like yeah. 45 well, guys too dangerous. to one cot. That yeah. was the big thing in the mangas. They're constantly talking about how dangerous he is. So he's so dangerous, he can go wherever he wants in the prison. The, again, this is an anime trope. Let's yeah. go with it, though, because he's clearly jailed in there. He's in his cell. And then he looks outside, <laughs> sees them carrying old Ma off on a cot, and he just, whoop, right down there. Right in the yard. Rainy. Pouring rain. If you if you watch this on Laserdisc, you can actually see in the background Steven Seagal's character from that last movie we did reading the note about his wife dumping him. Yes. Remember, he could go out at night in the rain, too. Right. He also had the uh, the horror movie Dangerous monster. Man. Was that what it was called? A Dangerous Man? That yeah. sounds like yeah. it is it. I mean, it's got three yeah. words in it. So he had his do-rag on, and he's just, he's just like in the background crumbling. With up his that. JD bottle with the new label over right. it. <laughs> Yeah, because you can. Yeah, they can even drink. Dangerous man, everybody, go listen. So yeah, and Ricky stops him. Stop. Pulls the. Little, he's got a little blanket tarped over him and everything. He is dead. Why is he in handcuffs? And he doesn't even tell him to take him off. He just snaps them himself. Snaps him. Ricky's got this strength. He has the strength of twenty men. Yes. And we'll like, get a history on him in a little bit yeah. here, everybody. And then he pulls out. That smashed up train. Maybe during the afternoon he made a train for him. He was going to give it to him yeah. and say, hey. Yeah. You know. A hundred percent. And he puts it on the guy's body and goes, all right, you can take him away. And Back. then, but he's still enraged. So he just starts doing katas and going, ah! Oh, yeah, screaming in the kicking. rain. Yeah. Beautiful scene. I feel the power. I feel Very, the They use the same scene for Shawshank Redemption. That's right. Oh, people don't know that. People, people don't know the influence Riccio had on Shawshank Redemption. The, the That's why it's so rewatchable. People say, I, whenever Shawshank Redemption is on, it's because it's on every other fucking day on TBS. <laughs> I have to watch because they're feeling Riccio through it. Right. Uh, the clear telltale sign is the hair. Just look for the hair because Morgan Freeman doesn't have that hair. And what's his Tim name? Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins does not have that beautiful rock star hair. 
Anyways, guess where we're going? Back to the bathroom. Back to the bathroom. And we're waiting. All right, finally, we're getting raped. We're like, right. we're Americans. We're trained to see people getting raped in prison. And this is where we get the guards telling them, remember, 15 minutes, shit, shower, whatever. I don't care. 15 minutes. Yeah, they actually have to do their laundry in the bathroom. They right. do it in the sink. They do a horror kind of like uh, shower type situation where they're cleaning their... Right. Their clean, yeah. That's no way to get blood out of your sleeveless gloves. Right. That's not going to work. you got to soak it for at least three so days. So Ricky, he's a little shy, so he's wearing his little short shorts in the shower. He's got to show off those fucking legs, though. Those are powerful. Well, show everything legs. off. You're in the shower, for fuck's sake. He's wearing little shorts. He's wearing Joe Coleman shorts. He is wearing Joe Coleman shorts. Yeah, that's good. So they leave little the imagination. It's like, but still, you're in the fucking shower, Ricky. Right, right. Maybe this is how they get a they avoid you know the 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 a sexual assaults in the prison is you put the little shorts on them and nobody's like, man, I want to plug that hole. So Cap comes up. Hmm, I got somebody wants to talk to you, Ricky. Zoro, Zoro enters. And well, Ricky is not addressed. He just turns around, Ricky. I was offered thirty, or I was offered thirty pounds of rice to kill you, and he punches him across the shower, and you see him fly over, and that's where you uh, see one guy who is not shy, completely <laughs> in the nude, and you see his little bun scurry off. Hey, a mouse. So Ricky just gets up. He's pissed off, man. Zoro charge again, and we get a slow mo. Just boom. We got the timpani. Boom, 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 boom. And then Ricky just fucking comes up and punches him in the gut. Through the gut, not in the gut. Incredible. All of these scenes have been in my brain for the last 20 years. Yeah, Griff, there's times, especially in the 90s movies, where I'm struggling, struggling to find images for our Twitter. I have a cornucopia of images. I don't know what. I know, not to you. I know we had we got that gift last week with Showdown. We're getting yeah. it again this week. We know we're gonna have it next week. So yeah, he did, and he rips off some of the guts, and then 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 in slow motion, uh, Zoro like falls down, right? Blood spraying everywhere. Captain's there behind him, and you know, for being in a prison, they have so many nine inch nails. I'll just go ahead and yeah. say that because it's fun. And so he's Captain charges at Ricky with this nine inch nail. Ricky just takes it to the hand. Yeah. Grabs the guy's fist, breaks his hand his, with the nail his staff. His fingers there. look like out of a cartoon. They're all bent up. And right, shit. yeah. He pulls away and lets him see that all this And then Ricky fucking just stares at him, not even looking at his hand, pulls the fucking nail out of his hand. It's the sound effect. Do you want to say it? No, you can say it. Okay. It's the sound effect of a cork being pulled out of, you know, a bottle. Boop. Um, yeah, I know this is Christmas and all. This might be sacrilegious, but is Riccio more badass than Jesus? Because even Jesus couldn't pull the nails out. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> I think we get a little nod of which direction they're going with that one. Yes. This is very Christ-like. Is Riccio Christ-like? Is he a Christ figure in yeah. this movie? Yeah. Riccio, my God. Uh, I got to say, this... Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm lost. I'm lost in my brain here. Anyway, so now that we've got... Wait, what does he do to Captain? Doesn't he... Doesn't I he thought he killed him. Doesn't he stab him with it? Does he just stab him with it? There's so much action, people, in this There's movie. There's so much action. I, I thought. I guess I thought he I would remember it. He has to have it. killed Captain. I gotta think. I guess he just then punches him through the gut. 
and pulls the nail out. So yeah, he just punched Captain through the gut as well. That's his thing, is a gut punch. It's he you see King Hippo. Look out. Actually, that's what Zoro looked like. Looked like King Hippo from yeah, Punch Out. From Punch Out. Anyways, guards, they gotta take off all the people, all the dead people, when we get our first sighting of uh, the uh, North Star boss. Yeah, North Star Oscar. <laughs> a name that chills your blood. Oh, Murray, please. I think he was called like Roaring Sea was his like yeah. Japanese or Chinese name. But. He had a big gang tattoo across he's, his no, he's back. He's got the classic Yakuza, like dragons and yeah. koi fish yeah. you know, on the back and on his, his upper arms. And he's like, fuck, I got to take care of this guy. Like, I can't. And my power be usurped. Right. So Ricky's back in his cell, and he's being told, yeah, you're going to have to face, uh, you know. The assistant warden. Because the warden is on a trip to Hawaii right. this time. So he's going to have to see Cyclops Dan in the morning. And we get left with Ricky, and he just had that fight in the shower. He took a nail to the hand. He's just sitting like fucking Indian style on the ground. Crisscross applesauce. Come on, Murray. Yeah, it's so offensive what I just said. And he starts having like like chest pains. I'm like, well, those five bullets in his fucking chest. Maybe that's what's causing. See, it. this is you. Ha- you were just talking about your heart condition condition earlier. You just oh. need to figure this out. I don't even do anything. I got to take G- care of. You got a G Kong. You got to learn G Kong. Is it? I thought it was Chi Kong. Chi Gong. Chi Gong. Chi Gong. Chi Gong. Chi Gong. And he does his healing uh, meditation, and we get a flash here. We finally we're gonna get the we're gonna understand why he's so superhuman. Right. So he's in a graveyard. It's a flashback, people. Years earlier, and he's, he's got that beautiful hair. He's wearing a white sweater, and he's oh he's wearing he, no he, he just got off of Hogwarts. He's wearing a fucking Hogwarts outfit. Yes, yes. What house do you think Ricky O was in? Oh shit! You know he's Gryffindor all the way. Okay, I don't know the difference. I know Slytherin's the bad one, but I don't know the Slytherin. other Slytherin. Slytherin. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't get the school thing because they only build up two schools. Slytherin's the bad one. Gryffindor's the good one. Hufflepuffle Huffle, or something? Hufflepuff's the other one, yeah. and I forget the fourth one. No one gives a fuck about Hufflepuff or the other one. The other one is called cause, the other one. Because they're mid-carders. Yeah. We got our baby faces and we got our heels. Right. No one cares about the other two. So, yeah, he's wearing his fucking... Where he's like, hey, I just want to give him a quidditch, uncle! <laughs> and he's just called uncle, but in the credits, he's called... Uncle Good Ghost, because <laughs> he's a ghost. He's not a real ghost. I think he's not. I don't think he's supposed to be real. I think he's because he's in a graveyard. Graveyard, right? So I think it's a ghost, right? And he's gonna train Ricky in the and art ta- of yeah. Qigong. What are you doing here, Uncle? I've been watching you, my boy. You have super strength. Show me. I see that your super. Str- How has your sh- super strength uh, uh, blossomed as you have grown? Incredible, Uncle. Let me show you. And so Uncle just starts punching fucking tombstones, and uh, uh, Ricky joins in. Well, no, he, Ricky starts doing katas. Oh, is it katas first? And then he runs at Uncle. He's like, I'm going to take you out, Uncle. And Uncle just slaps the shit out of him. Like, Ow, Uncle. That hurt me. How do you always get my blind spot? Ha, ha, ha. Because I know the ancient art of Qigong. Qigong. Please teach me. I can't be so this week. So we go straight to the training at the graveyard. And there, there he's just like, you see those headstones there? Is this the inspiration for the King Diamond song? Or is it rather vice versa? Was Sleepless Nights or whatever inspired? There's a whole album called The Graveyard. It might be about Ricky O. It might Rikio. be about Ricky O. And it came out a couple years after. A couple, Rikio, yeah. So it makes sense. 
So we we see we learn that uh, it's all about chi, people. Like all martial arts right. is, and we learn that you can strengthen yourself with chagong. Yep, and you also can create a, almost like a force field around you. Yes. You get this kind of animated fire or something fire. around yeah. him. It's so anime. Like this is straight up Dragon Ball Z. When you think when they charge up and they get the fucking glow around them, you know that glow. Yeah. Most people can't do the, the glow. Glass Dragon can. Glass, yeah. Bruce Leroy. Bruce he, Leroy. He knows the. Uh, he's a master right. of the glow. Right. That was a perfect parody of old kung fu movies like this. Great movie. So he finally cha- he achieves uh, the pinnacle <laughs> of Qigong, and right. he's like, "All right, now you see all these these headstones of people that that were loved by in the families. Yeah. Destroy them. Just destroy them all. They are." Fastballing them at each other. They're chucking them all over the place. Chopping, kicking, taking them off the back, taking them off the abs. Ass bumps. Tony Storm's got nothing on Ricky O's ass bump. And Uncle Good Ghost is pleased. Yeah. He does the nod. They zoom in, and he raises an eyebrow. All right. Next morning, Ricky's got a meeting with uh, Assistant uh, Warden Cyclops Dan. Dan, we, we just see Dan being served... Breakfast. We lunch. just see a plate put in front of somebody for raw meat. And we, you know, we always talk about details. This movie's pretty bare on details. You're just getting like cheap set after cheap set after cheap set until you get into Dan's office here. Yeah. His desk is huge. It is a 25 foot table by, you know, four feet or whatever, just littered with koi in a giant bowl. He's got hard boiled eggs everywhere. He has two bookcases filled with VHS porn. Yeah. It's just porn. All white women. Do you notice that? I thought it was all Japanese. Had to be imported, man. Oh, I didn't. All that that hard work the prisoners are doing to, you know, uh, feed his porn addiction. American porn addiction. At this point, like you said, we just see the plate of a raw steak. A bloody steak. Yeah, he's cutting into it. We see a hand with a hook. Well, it's not a hand. It's a hook hand. (laughs) Go chunk right into it. Hold the meat in place. Yeah. And then another real hand starts cutting it with a knife. And the blood that they have splurting out of this thing is ridiculous. Uh, According to IMDb, the actor who plays Cyclops Dan is the real-life father of the actor who plays Ricky O. That's good. He, Great casting because he looked like Kim Jong-il. Yeah, he did. And maybe that was supposed to be that. He's intense looking. Fat. He's grotesque. He's like you said. He's got that that hair that uh, Un has and yeah. all that. He's chunky dude. He's tucked uh. into a little suit there. Uh, so he's taking a big old chomp out of a steak, and then he takes a glug of water. Assume water. Yeah, and I, didn't, I didn't catch what it was. There was just some kind of like orb in the. Yeah, I was like, is that boba tea or whatever yeah. the fuck? No. People, <laughs> it's his glass eye. Yes, and he pops it in as Ricky comes in, so he can see apparently. And it's like a weird, like yellow eye. And Ricky is like put before him, and he we have his file read. We learn that Ricky is an orphan. He was awful at school, got bad grades, but he went to the Ian Anderson Academy to learn how to play flute, and that was going to be his ticket out of the ghetto. I do like. Um... Uh, Dan's reaction when he hears about the Ian Anderson Flute Academy because he's like cracking an egg and he stops. And you could tell he was Aqua wrong! You could tell he was I'm sorry, that's what he said. He said aqua wrong, but... 
Yeah, you, you, know? you could tell he was humming. No, 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 no. How can you not? As soon as you heard it. Uh, but yeah, and then he went missing for two years after school. Is this supposed to be his uncle training him? Because they never reveal what I, the two years is. Yeah. I'm I, assuming that's the way you learned Qigong. Yeah, exactly. That's That has to be but what Everyone is. is obsessed with those two years. What were you up to in those two years? These are the, Two years ago, you didn't exist. I was just going to say, these are the infamous Steven Seagal words. Two years ago, this guy didn't exist. And Ricky, no selling like a motherfucker. Mom is the word. So... Uh, fucking Dan is like, fuck, I got to get something out of this kid. Puts his eye back in. Pulls uh, out a letter. Oh, we got the letter for you today. Smells like pussy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and there's a photo. And Ricky's like, huh? Is it Pretty girl. And he's thinking, is it my love, Ying Yang? <laughs> and then Jesse's about to grab because he puts it on the table. And Ricky's about to go grab for it. Chunk. His fucking claw hand goes right through Ricky's hand again. Second time he's been stabbed through the hand. Same hand. Right. And so now that he's got them, they're face to face. I believe that Dan comes in and slaps Ricky a couple he times. punches him repeatedly in the face. And Ricky is just absorbing the blows. Just right. taking them all. And he's like, I can see that you're clearly a trained murderer. You're dangerous Profile, as they say. This in the is manga. very. Uh, I think this is supposed to be a commentary, commentary on China because they're always worried about people being spies. Yes, that was the other thing. You're clearly a spy because you can take a punch to the face. You're too used to this to not to be. So Dan is like, well, if they, you, he breaks through the table, or, or no? Does he break through the table? Yes, yet? the table gets destroyed, but not yet. Oh, okay. because because why it gets destroyed? Because he's just like, you know, if I can't break you, I might break this pretty girl you have. Right? Who is uh, this girl? Because I'm sorry to jump ahead. <laughs> yeah, we know we know that his girlfriend. Are they playing mind games with Ricky? Like he thinks his girlfriend's alive now? Yeah, because he R- Ricky. Knows has witnessed this. His girlfriend's dead. <laughs> Sorry, well, he, everybody. He did not witness it. He did not witness her death. He didn't witness the death, yeah, but he but went he and witnessed her dead body. Yeah, yes, yeah. That's what maybe I'm not. he thought uh, her, her, her uh, she got some of that chai gong and healed herself. There we go. I mean, we are living in a mystical world. But that pisses Ricky off. So then he destroys the desk, freeing his hand. Yeah, he just pushes his hand that's clawed down. He just pushes that hand through the desk. Nearly, you know, he gets uh, uh, Dan backed up to his porn collection. No, Dan pulls a gun out. Oh, you're right. And starts firing. Ricky uses a tray off the uh, the table to catch the bullet. Oh, yes, yes. And that's when he goes up to Dan and throws a punch at him and stops like an inch from his face, makes right. him flinch. Right. You see the porn collection wobble in the background. And there's so much chi force that his nose still bleeds, even though he didn't even touch him. That's right. And Ricky just walks out. He grabs the fucking picture and says, I'll see myself to my I'll see my way to my cell. So I didn't make it this far in the manga yet, but as he's walking in or out of every scene, he's got that leaf in his mouth and he's playing it. Every scene. <laughs> yes. Well, because we learned that's how you when the, the in, in Anderson Academy flute one hundred and one you start with a leaf and you work your way up to a flute. You think it'd be backwards because the flute's easier, but no, the leaf. No, because this is where you learn the basics on a leaf. You're not you're not worthy of a metal flute. 
You start with a leaf, a lowly leaf, is, and you train your fucking lips. Right. The em- yeah. embouchure. Yes. That's that's the uh, uh, part you blow into on a flute. That's the yeah. that's what you got to learn. You apparently you've been to the United Anderson Academy. I, dude, I have the tights and the flute. I know I don't wear it when we record, but that's just because oh, that's what that fucking diploma is on your wall. You have never read my diploma. No, it's just, on display for a reason. No, I just assumed it was some like novelty thing. Your, no, no, your, come on, your nephew's you, got you. You know I went missing for two years. It's true. Where where were you? Were you a spy? <laughs> All right, so Ricky's back in his cell. He's looking at the, the photo of Yang, and he puts it underneath his mattress for later use, and he pulls out his fucking... It's not a flute, it's a recorder, by the way. He's yeah. not playing a fucking flute. Yeah. Hand-carved and, wooden, though. Or he, bamboo. He flashes back to a nice, beautiful, pure, innocent uh, radio control playing date, which I... That's a... That's a, that's like what what number date is that, Griff? Is that a first date thing you do? Oh uh, sh- shit, man! Back in uh, two thousand and one, that is a first date. You get the RC planes out. They were so childish in this scene. Oh, they're adults. Yeah. Well, they're at least eighteen. They're at least eighteen. Yeah. And he's flying a little plane. I want to play. I want to use that plane. So he's like, "Ha you're a girl. You can't." And he's like, but then she grabs it from him. She's flying it. And little does she know, Ricky, I thought it was going to be a proposal because right. he's got a little helicopter he's flying. Yeah. And then a, like a tapestry falls down and it just says, I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be like, will you marry me? No, it's M is like a firefly lighting up the night. A little like half a haiku there. Yeah, it's beautiful. And of course, she's flattered by it, but she's like, I'm still not putting out. It is the first date after all. So next we see Samuel, who's he's the prison rat. Right, he's one of Captain's goons from the beginning of the movie. Right, bald guy with a mustache. He was apparently the guy who threw the first punch on old man, old Ma. Excuse me. He's taking a dump. Apparently, this is his fifteen minutes for the day. Yeah, he gets alone time for his fifteen minute dump. And this is probably why there's heat because we all know there's no bigger heat than between Rolling Stone fans and uh, Rolling Stones and the Beatles. No, uh, what is Ian Anderson's band? Jethro Tull. Oh, oh, oh. Jethro Tull. Jethro Tull. They hate each other. They absolutely despise each other. So he's like, I can't get no satisfaction. He's singing the Devo version. He's singing the Devo version. Because he think, he's so dumb, he thinks that's the fucking baby, original. Baby, 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 baby. He's even convulsing on the ground like Boogie Boy. And boys. then he notices some guys are coming out of their cell. They're following him. He's like, what's going on here? Right. So they get him down the staircase, they throw him to the ground, and start accusing Samuel of being a rat, getting old Ma killed. He's like, well, no, that wasn't me. I already took my shit. I can't shit again. I would shit myself right now. And they're like, what can I do to make it up to you? You can eat your own shit. Yeah, so there's five guys, and they just go down the line. What do you want him to do? I want him to eat his own shit. What about you? Drink my piss. What about you? Lick my shoes clean. And then they go to the last, like the big guy. Andrew. Andrew, yes. Andrew's like, I want to kill this motherfucker. And he pulls out a machete with serrated edges all the way around. (laughs) Oh, my God. I love this prison so much. And then a wimpy mute named Alan comes up, and he he can't talk. He's a mute. He's trying to stop Andrew. And then Oscar, the the, the warden of the North Star, walks in. Yeah. 
And he's like, hey, let Samuel go. He might be a rat, but he's my rat. Right. Because remember, Samuel is Os- was Oscar's little hench, and Oscar was... Um, he was captain's little hench. Samuel. Or, uh, captain yeah. is what I meant to say. Yeah. So he works He works just under Oscar there, and he, you know, Oscar was looking out for Samuel. So Andrew's like, what the fuck? That's a cardinal rule. You don't rat people out. That's right. You're going against the rules. I think we should revolt against you, Oscar. And then uh, Oscar. Of course, if you disrespect Oscar's rules, that's. He's like, the ultimate rule is yeah. disrespecting me. Right. And you broke it. So he grabs that, that machete, chunks it in the side of Andrew's head. They get that nice shot of you know the dummy getting the saw blade in his. No, head. it was it was a real face because they they cut out like a scooped out. Oh like, yeah, head shape. So it was the real guy's face, and then it hits his face, and it it pauses for a second, and then blood starts pouring out, and he just fucking falls down. And it turns out Dan was watching. Of course, Apparently, what did Dan's is, always is, just hanging? Is Dan around? a cannibal? What is it? Because he like he gets his hook and puts it in the mouth of Andrew and just hauls him away. Right, he is always dragging people off. So Oscar follows him. He does. Uh, Oscar, Dan tells Oscar to follow him to his office, and he's like, "What are you doing with my 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 hench that I just killed?" And he's just like, "We got to use this guy. We got to yeah. lure Ricky out because apparently Ricky cares about these fucking asshole like." bullies yeah ricky has he does though that's the weird thing as far as we know ricky's been here two days and he's like you fucked with all ma i'm gonna get revenge on everybody for that you fucked with andrew andrew who was fucking with old ma who was fucking with old ma so what what is going on he respects life uncle good ghost taught him unless unless you unless you fuck with him they don't murder you viciously yeah throughout this movie ricky has the main opponents, but he's always saving those opponents. Like, oh my god, let me save you so I can beat your ass in 1v1 combat. And then so Dan is like, look, Oscar, we gotta make sure Ricky doesn't inspire rebellion. We need to keep these people under control. I'm gonna gift you with the Rambo knife. Yes. Apparently this is this coveted knife you get to use from Dan. It's hard to break out the knife when we just saw the saw shetty be bust out. <laughs> yeah. Where was that guy keeping that? We know they have a steel mill. Up his ass. So clearly he carved that out of the steel mill. But still, that you can't do that scene and then do, here's the knife. Oh, yeah. Do but, you want a mint? Yeah, he pulls out his eyeball and chunks out some mints he keeps hidden in his fake eyeball. And the guy's like, no, I don't want any fucking mints. Murray, we talked about, uh, you know, the Jesus imagery. Well, we're cutting outside. There's Oscar sitting atop a cross without a shirt on. His tattoo's revealed. And you know what that means? He's going to kill. If you see that tattoo, you have to die. Right. And who's on the cross? Andrew, who apparently was alive. I mean, he got hit in the head with a sassetti. Yeah. I don't know how he yeah. lived, but hey, maybe I don't know what they used to coagulate. They got something. And we know Andrew is Ricky's best friend, apparently. Apparently. So that draws Ricky out to the yard, and he's ready to fight. Ricky just happens to be walking in this direction, and of course, he's playing his leaf. And they're like, oh my God, Ricky, that's Oscar. Here, feel the tattoos. He's got to kill somebody now. Right, because uh, uh, Ricky is refusing to fight. He's dodging the blows. He gets like a glancing shot, gets backed up to this grate where all the other, or fence, where all the other prisoners are hanging out to watch this fight, and they tell him, you know, he's going to fight to the death because you saw his tattoo. 
So that's when Ricky finally is like, fine, I'll fight back. So Oscar is, he knows he can't handle Ricky in a fair fight. So he nearly pulls out the Rambo knife. And Ricky's still dodging it. Yeah, Ricky lands one fucking punch and he goes for the uh, the Oscar knife, the Rambo knife. Now, here's the reason why the Rambo knife is so coveted. Because remember, they used to sell these. You got the little handle. It's got the compass in it. And you take the compass off and you can hide shit in there. That's right. And what do you hide in there? Well, just some powdered glass. Fucking powdered glass. This Blows it off. into fucking Ricky's eyes. Ricky's blinded now. Right. He leads him with a big, you know, uh, knife stab kind of gesture. And Ricky dodges that. And his eyes are wide open, apparently. And that was the follow through. The fucking glass dust. So Ricky's blind. Oscar's got the advantage. So what does he do? He slashes Ricky right across, like, the crook of his elbow, inside of his elbow. Oh, and Ricky is just falling to the ground. He's... Selling like Ricky Morton. Oh, my God, Ricky Morton. If Story only of Ricky moment. Morton here. This, yeah. And as he's just, Ricky is just going across the ground. He doesn't know what to do. He's not blood sporting it. He's not no. focusing his chi. He's not his kickboxing chi. it. He's that's not, what, didn't that what happened in kickboxing? Didn't he get something? He got something thrown in his eyes? I don't know, but that's blood sport for sure. That's what, uh, oh, my God, I forgot my favorite guy. Bolo. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's what Bolo does to him is he throws sand in his eyes and then he has yeah. to do the blind fight. Ricky's not going to fuck around with that. So he's reaching across the ground and there's the sewer system in this prison is fascinating because it's not very deep. It's not very deep. It's always where you want it. And the pressure is immense. Right. So he it's not even a pipe. I don't know. It was like a little excess like panel or something. Yeah, shit. it was just like a little grate. And he reaches down, finds it drops the fucking elbow and water shoots up 4,000 feet. This is a tsunami. Cleaning his eyes out. Now you can see again. So Oscar, he's panicked. He rushes in with that knife. Ricky dodges it. Well, y'all, is this where he fixes his arm too before this? It, he's going to fuck okay. with, he's going to do this attack and then he's going to do it. I'm pretty sure we so made it. So Ricky like steps out, of, as, as uh, Oscar lunges, Ricky just steps out of the way and gives him a slap to the back of the head. Yep. Popping one of his eyeballs <laughs> Right. Eye for an eye, motherfucker. You fucked my eyes, I fucked your eye. And then Ricky looks down at the arm that got sliced. He's like, eh, no big deal. And he just ties a knot in the tendons. He grabs like a, like a shoelace. He yes. ties his tendons together, and he's back to normal. You see why our notes are so long, people? Because it's not just, hey, we got to fight. It's a little back and forth, and then he wins. No, there's so many intricate, weird details that have to be pointed out. Five pages of notes, people. Five pages. For a 90-minute movie. For a 90-minute dumb action movie. So, like you said, reaches in, ties his tendons together, arms so, sealed. look, I don't blame Oscar. If I saw a guy just tie his own tendons together, I would be like, I give up. You R win. Right, and Ricky's showing him, like, look at fully functional. He's punching metal. He's punching the ground and leaving tremors everywhere. He's incredible. So... Uh, Oscar is a proud Japanese man, so he's like, I must uh, I must do seppuku. And he just stabs himself in the stomach and then tears it across the abdomen like you should do. And Ricky comes over, no, no, don't do it. You're a worthy opponent. And gets in real close. And that was the, that's fucking Oscar's plan. Lured him in, pulls his own intestines out, and starts strangling Ricky with his intestines. I wanted this to go on a little bit longer. I wanted Ricky to fight from underneath a little, sell like Ricky Morton a little bit more. But no, Ricky just immediately is just like, fuck this shit. Get, you know, he fucks with his intestines. He gorilla presses 
Oscar yes. over his head, flings him. As Oscar comes down head first, he pulls a Chiba and punches uh, Oscar in the face, and we get to see that beautiful Sonny Chiba x-ray shot of a fucking a fist, bones of a fist hitting his skull and, and blowing it up. So fucking good. You couldn't have done this any better with CGI and all that bullshit. So now Ricky is... Best friend Andrew <laughs> is up on the cross, so he gently picks it's a giant fucking cross. Yes. Picks it up out of the ground, gently lays it down, and they're like, Andrew's dead. Like, no shit, he died yesterday when he got a, a sachetti in the head. <laughs> oh man. All the prisoners are flocking to him and they're all cheering, Ricky yo, Ricky yo. Dan, who just happened to be standing there watching, eating his mints. It's like, well, I'm getting the fuck out of here. These mints are rotten today. But all the prisoners notice, and they're like, this is all Dan's fault. Let's get him. But this is where we learn Dan has something up his sleeve. And it's the other three, the West Star, the East Star, and the South Star, uh, what are they called? Leaders? Uh, leaders, yeah. Leaders. All right. First we get, apparently, I, I heard Rogan, but... Griff called him Roden, and it makes sense because he lives in the tunnels underneath the ground. He literally floats. At, he okay. We got it's the size of an envelope. The right. access that we're talking about, the same access well, Ricky just blew up. That's where Roden. But thank God from. he's a twink because he he literally <laughs> floats out of it, <laughs> like floats out of this hole in the ground. And I think Brandon does too. Uh, yeah, I don't know where Brandon's always behind Roden. Right. We're gonna call him Roden because he scurries like a rat. Yeah. Okay. This this guy Griff wasn't even sure it was a man. All right, because this guy's so twinkish. Yeah. He looks like every uh, Korean boy band member. Oh, K-pop member. Seen. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. And and they even have him talking. He talks like this. Yes. You bastard. How dare you? And he's literally floating like a fairy out of the fucking hole. Then Brandon, the ultimate is fucking Brandon. I, I wanted him to die so much. He's such a Brandon. Perfectly named. Yeah. Do you want to explain what Brandon looks like, Griff? So Brandon, I, it feels he is an encapsulation of the 90s. I had so many friends throughout high school. My mom never let me grow my hair like this. He's got that perfect parted bowl cut that comes down just the right fucking teenager not, length. Not short, too short, not too long, totally douchey. Right. And he's, of course, like most Asians do, black hair. Yeah. But then he bleaches like a chunk of the front yeah, on each side. on each side. side of the part. Oh, Total, man. I could, I could totally see this guy with some Janko jeans on. So you see, this is why I said it was a woman, because on the plex here, it shows That is a woman. I don't know, but I, maybe he transitioned. I don't know. She transitioned. But, yeah. Or maybe that's just an idiot who didn't even put the wrong fucking photo It might have been that, too. Because yeah, the guy looks so feminine. But the IMDB was so, uh, um, uh, you know, it didn't help us at all. The IMDb was useless. I mean, it's possible case. the character was male. It's possible a woman played the character. Yes, that's that's all I meant. Yeah. Was that I that could have been a woman? Yeah, that, yeah. Okay. So, so Brandon, the worst, as far as I'm concerned, I want him dead immediately. Well, Brandon's also got the problem where his teeth are, you know, like how we used to do the super racist Asian thing and the yeah. buck teeth. Yeah, that's Brandon. <laughs> that's just his constant face and. We didn't make this movie. America's <laughs> our hands are clean of this one. And then the leader of the East uh, Star Cell 
Tarzan. Perfect rockabilly, like <laughs> fucking sideburns and yeah, he's got yeah, yeah, he's like a pompadour mullet. Yeah, and I'm like, uh, do you have a goatee or a mustache? Yeah, yeah, he had like yeah. the he couldn't connect the goatee, so he had yeah. the mustache and like a little and bit. And he's of... wearing a big pillowy '90s shirt tucked yep. into his pants. Yep, got the fucking sleeveless gloves on. Like... I think they were going for like a rockabilly look for him, but this guy's gigantic. Whereas you have Brandon and Rodent that are tiny. Right. You have this fucking massive dude so and they're like ricky there's there's the fucking leaders take them out but ricky's got other things he's just like no we got andrew let's get out of here and he's walking out dan's like hey i don't want any trouble in fact do you want oscar's spot because i can see you're you're a leader i can see that about you right and he just walks past and doesn't even acknowledge him and this is where we get a secondary shot of alan Oscar's godson. Right. I, I think I put nephew, but yeah. godson. And he is devastated because that was a guy who protected him. Right. You know, what's and he going to do? Somebody somehow like telepathically tells that to Ricky. So we get a scene here. We just kind of shift well, over. The, yeah, the prison's on lockdown except Ricky can go wherever he wants. Yeah. So Ricky's out in the yard playing his fucking leaf. Right. Well... Oh, you know, Alan is trying to play the lead. Yeah, yeah. Alan is just also can just go wherever he wants. <laughs> well, he's so harmless. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. he probably just in there because Oscar's like, I need some company, so he didn't commit a crime. Yeah, yeah, really. But, I need to keep you safe. Why don't you come hang out in prison with me? You'll learn how to work steel. You'll become a man. And he's like, <laughs> and Ricky's just like, no. You know, he's got a pat. You know. We saw it. Ricky didn't want to kill Oscar. He tried to stop him from committing sepulchral. He already killed the guy he wanted to kill. That's why he's in prison. Right. He just wants to do his time and get the fuck out. Right. And so he comes over, and he's going to be, you know, a new godfather-like figure to Alan. Takes him, you know, puts an arm over his shoulder. Here, the trick is to blow into a leaf. You've got to roll back your tongue and create the correct embouchure. And then Alan's like, uh, and then Ricky grabs his fucking face, looks in his mouth, and notices his tongue was cut out. No. So Ricky, he's just like, oh, this kid will never play the leaf. What am I? What am I to do? And he gets up, or I think Alan gets up to walk away, and he's down in the courtyard. He's descended these stairs into the courtyard, and Ricky goes, wait. Throws him a flute. And he catches it. It's a recorder, but yeah. Yeah, recorder. <laughs> yeah. Catches it right in hand, right on position. He's like, is this an E-flat? And just starts playing it and dancing and frolicking. That's what you got to learn. Every instrument, you need to learn smoke of the water first. That's so he's it. Like, and he's getting it. And he's like, eh, eh, eh. And he's like, all of a sudden, he's like the fucking kid from Road Warrior when he gets the fucking yes, like, music, music box. <laughs> and he's just like, hey great so now alan he's got this great gift he's got to come give a gift to ricky and he pulls out all those leaves he's been trying to play and ricky apparently is a botanist as well looks at the leaf and goes it's a fucking poppy leaf the fuck you get this and then he just points over to west block we don't see anything in the distance he just points over to west block and we see but we do see rodent watching this conversation that's right so the gang of four, gang of three now, are having a meeting in the bathroom, of course. They're using their 15 minutes to have a meeting. That's right. <laughs> and Rodent's like, get fuck. Alan's going to rat us out, even though he can't speak. Right. And fucking Brandon, Brandon, he's like, look, we need some evidence first. Let's call him in. Right. We'll, we'll, stick the, you know, we'll stick the fire on him, and he'll definitely crack for us. So they bring him in, and they explain to him, look. 
Ricky killed your godfather. And prison rules makes it okay for you to revenge. So they hand over the knife. They're like, go ahead. It's your time. And Alan's like, he's reluctant. He just got the fucking recorder from him. Yeah, he's whimpering. <laughs> and Tarzan's like, are you going to disgrace the memory of Oscar? Look what he did. And he pulls away a curtain, and we see the dead body of fucking Oscar. His tattoos have been peeled off, and they're hanging on his back tattoos, hanging on the wall. And, of course, this sends uh, Alan into a full frenzy. He's crying loudly now. And Rodent's just like, you fucking puss. Rodent. <laughs> Is calling this kid a pussy. And he just slices the bottom of Alan's face off. So from like the nose down, it's just fucking skinless. And now they got to make an example of the rest right. of his corpse. Yeah. So later at night, we, we see a totally skinned body of Alan laying out in the yard. Right. And Ricky just, again, he's just out floating around the prison, just going wherever he pleases. Sees like there's a big commotion. Everyone's gathered in the courtyard and... Spots Ricky's and the only way he can tell that it's Alan because remember you skinned alive. Yeah, that flute and he picks it up and just crushes it in his hand. So bastard, rodent. We follow him over her to over to Dan's office, getting chewed out, and that's when he's just rodent looks out the window and goes, "There's smoke on the horizon. Smoke on the water. Smoke on the water." Oh my god. My poppy seeds. Right. His, his poppy fields. He's got a greenhouse. It's yeah. all on fucking fire. And he rushes down. He sees Ricky walking out of the greenhouse, handful of leaves. And he squeezes them. We see the milk of the poppy seed coming out. Right. And Ricky has got the operation down. He knows how opiate, opiates are fucking made at this right. point. So he explains to him. You grow the poppy. Then squeeze the juice. Then dry the juice, and then you have the opium. And Ro Rodent's like, no shit, yeah. That's what I do. You didn't explain it to me. But I can't have you fucking up my operation. So he throws a roundhouse at Ricky, and Ricky's knocked back. He, why? Because Rodin, his kung fu, not only is his lifestyle unorthodox, his kung fu is unorthodox. Right. And so we're used to seeing kung fu people use it, using like the fucking tai chi motions and everything. But Rodent's doing it, and we're getting a trippy effect happening. He's, like, flying it, Ricky. He's flying. There's five images of him, like a kaleidoscope over the fucking lens now. So, like you said, unorthodox. He's using some mind fuckery here. And he hits Ricky with, in his death spot. You'll soon be dead. Ah, you'll soon be dead. Because he, he, when, when the poppy field... You ever see Waiting for Guffman? No. Well, uh, Christopher Guest character, Corky... Uh, Corky, I forget his last name. He's uh, obviously a gay man, but nobody knows. He's like, it's supposed to be like Missouri or some shit. Uh, yeah. And he pretends like he's straight, but he's so super gay. And there's a moment where like they're going to call off the play or whatever that they're working on. And he's like, you bastard. You're bastard people. You know? And he's just like, that's exactly what Rodin is like talking. Like, uh... You bastard. How dare you ruin my poppy fields. <laughs> So now we got a fight breaking out. All the other fucking uh, prisoners are coming down to watch the fight. I mean, it ha the West Wing's on fire, too. So, of course, right. they want to see that. And, uh, Dan, we got him watching from his office. Um, I don't remember. We I know we get, what's his name, coming at Brandon. Because Brandon is always close behind Rodent. Yeah. Because, of course, Ricky starts to fight back. 
and it's looking like he's doing okay. So Brandon's got to show up with his fucking sewing. Well, while Dan is watching, he gets news from one of the guards. Hey, the warden's coming home early, and he's like, "Fuck, I can't have all this shit going on. Trigger the zero alarm, so it's gonna lock down the fucking prison." Right. So now we're back at the fight, and Ricky. He's remembering what his uncle told him. Remember, you can defeat death. I did a bad job of summing this one up here because Ricky starts fighting back with um, Rodent, and then Brandon shows up, and Brandon's throwing the needles. Yeah, Brandon has, I think they were 9-inch. Yes. I don't, I, don't, I don't know what that is metric. They look 9-inch to me. Sewing needles. Yes. With yarn attached to them, and he throws them. Right. And then pierces you and then tugs on them. Right. And so he actually throws one, and Ricky does a thing where he puts Rodent in the way, and it glances over Rodent. And now they're setting up, like, a rebound situation. So they, they, you know, they're trying to surround Ricky. And Rodent, uh, or rather, Brandon throws one of the needles to Rodent, who catches it and quickly, like, throws it into Ricky. And then Ricky gets the one string through his arm. And then they use that moment to tie yeah. Ricky up. They tie his arms, you know, to his body. And then we go. Ricky has to, you know, go right. into his flashback here, or you know, mantra yeah. mode. You can defeat death, Ricky, but can he defeat Tarzan? Because now it's Tarzan's turn, and he appears and he puts Nick, Rick, Ricky in a headlock, getting for the noogie of death he's going to give to him. Yeah, he breaks out of the yarn, and then Tarzan shows up. You guys can't fuck with this motherfucker anymore. He's mine. I got to get my fight in here. And then all of a sudden, nope, the fight's got to end. It's fucking locked down. Back to your cells. And the guards, to make sure the guards are like shooting fucking prisoners. Yes, there's there's hailing bullets down, mounted giant But Tarzan's like, no, I got to kill this motherfucker. I got to take him to a secluded room. Right. Takes him to this like it's the weirdest. It's like a, it's it's a, like a concrete room with a fucking camera. Yep, and a metal fucking door. And they get in there. The door slams shut behind them. So you're like, wow, we're we're going back to the heart the heart dungeon. Let's get a fight. Pop Ricky a heart. rips the fucking camera off, so Dan can't see what's going on in there. Yeah. Or Tarzan does. I don't remember. Well, the room starts filling with the cement. Wet cement, yeah. And Dan is watching this, and he's like, oh, this is great. And I don't remember what happens to Tarzan. He's just, like, knocked out immediately. Well, he's fighting Ricky. So Ricky he is, Ricky knows Dan's watching, so he rips off the camera so you cannot see what's happening. And then Ricky just leaps through the metal door. And saves Tarzan. Right. He's always saving his enemies. As, as Dan arrives, he sees Ricky carrying him out. They're both covered in, in cement. It's very fucking Looney Tunes cartoon because you're covered in cement. Yes. And now it starts to dry because Ricky's ready to kill. He's got a fucking poppy leaf. He's like, I have all the evidence I need. Poppy leaf in his mouth. Right. Playing the flute, he's playing a little bungle in the jungle. That bungle. And then fucking Dan's like, don't bother shooting. The drum, the cement will dry soon. And then I was like, like, slow. He's going up these stairs. Like, it's getting harder and harder. And then he's frozen in place. They just, they both just fall down. Dan reaches in, crushes that poppy leaf. It's like, this motherfucker's got no evidence. Next, Next morning, the warden is set to arrive, but he likes to arrive fashionably late. So Dan and the guards are waiting. They got the red carpet out, and then like time goes by, time goes by. Eventually, they're just like asleep because they've been waiting for so long. Yeah, and that's when the warden finally shows up. Of course, he does, and everybody wakes back up, and they're, "Oh my god, oh my god, let me welcome you." 
Dan rushes over to open the door. We see the warden walk out. He's got the fucking balding head. <laughs> But he clearly can grow hair on the top of his head. <laughs> he shaves the top of his head. That's heel work, 101. That's heel work. He shaves the top of his head to give him the fucking horseshoe look. Right. And then we see another repulsive character. Ugh. He looks like Kim Jong-il yeah. or, or, or Un. Kim Jong-il is Dan. Kim Jong-un, the son, is the son of the warden. Little fat guy wearing like little kid clothes, like shorts with knee socks. A suit jacket. He's right. got like a pumpkin. He's definitely Slytherin. Yeah. He's got a yeah. jack-o'-lantern button on it. It's he's like a man-child. He's oh. probably like 25. Yes. And he's like, hey, hey, hey. And he's always eating because he's a big fat, so. He does the come here to Dan and wags his finger at him, and Dan gets in real close. He takes his gum out and sticks it in his face. Right. Little brat. So then little brat starts skipping off down the red carpet and takes the worst pratfall I've ever seen. <laughs> And then Warden's fucking furious. He loves his little boy. Because he's fucking shrieking out, crying. He's like, who the fuck put down this red carpet? Dan immediately thinks, oh, he did, and points to a prisoner. Yeah, pulls him out in front of him. You motherfucker. That kid, ugh. So, of course, they're going to kill this guy. Well, they poke his eye out. Oh, that's right. They poke yeah. his eye out. Oh, with his uh, with his stat- or cane. Yeah. That's right. And the guy's just fucking in... Tons of pain just laying there writhing. So now we're going to go to the warden's office. We're going to learn a little bit about his business because he owns this prison. Which He's would, not just which, the warden. Which he owns would it. never happen in real life. They would, people would never think about doing this. No. Getting cheap slave labor from prisons. No. We're, we're good, hardworking Americans here. We so the warden, this. a totally fictional character. Totally fictional. Is like, I. what's going on with these prisoners dying? I need them alive. Slave labor. You can't have labor without the slaves. I want you feeding them real food. I want you exercising them. And I want their hands worked to the fucking bone. And then Dan's like, I can do that, but there's one more thing. Meanwhile, fucking uh, every scene, Warden's son, he has no name. Warden's son is eating. Yes. It's always like candy. He's eating licorice in this scene. He's eating licorice. And then he's got, uh, back in the day, Kool-Aid had those uh, sippy cup bottle things. <laughs> And he's got two of them with straws in each of them going up to one straw so he can drink them at the same time. Repulsive. Repulsive. And Dan's like, well, also the, the poppy fields got dis- destroyed, and that just sets Warden off. We thought he was having a heart attack, but apparently, according to I, maybe it's in the manga. It's probably in the manga, yeah. We learn later that the Warden can Hulk out and turn into the Incredible Hulk. Yes. So the he needs this medication to keep him from hulking out because he loses control. Right. So I, I did did uh did Dan keep his medication in his eyeball too? Yeah, he popped it out. Mint, mint, mint <laughs> medication. So they get they get him recovered. He swallows a big glug of water and everything. He's like, I'm coming to join you, Elizabeth. I'm coming to join you. <laughs> and then they calms him down. Where is the man who burned my poppies down? And that's when the warden meets Ricky. So Ricky. He's in this basement a cell. Ricky he, is constantly being chained up in this. Oh movie yeah, too. and you know it's kind of like you know the, he's got his ha- hands and arms spread out. He's standing. He's got he's all chained up. Uh, he's in a new cell and all that. But he's always in control. He makes you think he's vulnerable, but he's right. not. Because as soon as the warden walks in, he just flexes his muscles a little, and the cement just flies off his body. And he breaks right through his chains too. Right, and he just reaches through the the, the bars and grabs the warden. But all of a sudden, Tarzan appears out of nowhere at a side door in the cell. Right. You got, or did he break through a wall? I don't even remember. 
Shit, I don't know. There's he, so much shit going. I think he broke through a wall. Yeah, you know what? I think he went, oh, yeah, and Kool-Aid, man. I did it. say Kool-Aid. It's like, yeah. at this point, we do get the, every wall in this prison is just busted through. Right. That, I think, every chain is broken. Every wall is busted. Right. And he grabs Ricky, and they start fighting. Right. Right there in this fucking prison. And then, is this where, like, does uh, Tarzan get anything through? Because, oh, yeah, because he grabs, no, Tarzan, the, Tarzan grabs the bars and bends them and pinning Ricky's hands. Yeah, because I, I forget how it happened. Was this at the point, did, did the ceiling start collapsing? No, not yet. Not yet, okay. So, yeah, so what happens is, yeah, he busts through, he grabs the bar, snaps him, and, like, wraps him around Ricky's arms. So he's, Popeye like, style. He's tra- yeah, exactly. He's, like, trapped in the... the the bars just kidney shot after kidney shot he's blasting him and then he goes through his move is uh, tarzan's move that is we i don't think we mentioned when he's revealed he claps his hands over guy's head and makes his head explode yeah i don't think we even mentioned that yeah they, we when, did not but that's his move so he's pushing him but remember he's got uh chagong he has a shield around him so he's trying to crush ricky's head he can't his eyes are starting to bleed blood's coming out of his ears but it's just he can't. He's bending, but he's not breaking, and he does his usual. He breaks Hulk free. Up, yeah, he breaks, breaks free. free. Punches uh, Tarzan in the elbow. It snaps his arm, and then he punches him in the throat. And then it, his fist comes out of the mouth. The fucking Tarzan. This is a ten out of a ten shot. I love this shot. It's so fucking stupid and awesome. Then, then Tarzan's still all right. So he throws a right at Ricky. Ricky. Throws, no, his right fucks. So he throws oh. a left at him. Ricky throws a punch at his punch. Their hands connect, much like the beginning of Rocky Four. Yeah. Except this time, it's not so good for Tarzan because his hand explodes. It's it's like uh, 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 horseback, the Lancer people. It's like when the Lancers hit each other and they explode. Yeah, jousting. Jousting, thank you. Just fucking punches right through his elbow. You just see it blowing up. There's forearm. Oh, my God. They show it's his so fingers cool. just flop on the ground. It's so cool. And this is where the ceiling starts caving in. It starts coming down. It's like a. It's much more like a cartoon again. It's like, yep. a, like a contraption. It starts pressing down. Ricky's holding it up. Right. And again, we're seeing it. Oh, my God. Can Ricky do it? We see him selling and selling and selling. And it's like, oh, my God. Can I do it? Can I do it? And he starts to fucking push back. Warren's like, I can't have this. I got to show you my new device. I got this sweet new fucking taser system, you know, little pocket taser. And he shocks the bars. That sends the signal all the way through the compressing ceiling. And it fucking hits Ricky and he collapses. And we're like, oh, my God, he's going to get crushed. But thankfully, Tarzan, with one arm, because his other hand's arm is destroyed. Right. Oh, wait. His he arm does, is just, yeah. He, he got, just he, does it with the shoulders. Yeah, he's got to, because both his arms are fucking destroyed. Yeah. I guess because Ricky didn't kill him, he found some respect for Ricky. Oh, he was like, uh, Warden, I'm in here too. Yeah, he says, boss, you forgot I'm in here. He's like, what the fuck use are you? You have no hands or arms. You're pointless to me. And so that's when Ricky, Ricky just he, sees his moment. Bust through the fucking cage like you could have done this at any moment, and he it would have been as dramatic. He looks down and he sees a photo there as Tarzan's being crushed in the right. background. He's like, "Ricky, you're pretty cool, dude." Sees the well. He's like, he tries to help him and he can't. Yep. So Tarzan gets crushed, and then Ricky sees that photo. It's it's Jane and Cheetah, of course. He's yeah. Tarzan. Tarzan, and he's like. 
Bastard! And he's going to run for the warden, and then another trapdoor. It's perfectly placed. It's like a cartoon. Perfectly placed trapdoor. Everything. Where you need it. Right. Acme Co. built this prison. Ricky falls. Next morning, we see Ricky chained up again. He's buried. He's in a hole. Gigantic. It looks like a fucking bomb hit this yes. fucking hole. And oh, uh, Dan is there in the warden, and they're like, we're going to have to break you. In fact, we're gonna, we're, what we're going to do is we're going to have the prisoners fill this hole in. Right. And the he, prisoner's like, fuck that. We're not doing that to Ricky's Ricky. a fucking god. And then he has the guards start hailing bullets down at their feet. And they're like, oh, okay. I get it. I get it. I get it. So they're going to have to Ricky's like, him. do it. Just do it, guys. He Now, the warden does promise him, motherfucker, I'm going to give you seven days. If you survive seven days buried alive, I'll let you walk free. So that night, the prisoners, they're like, oh, my God, there's no way Ricky can last fucking seven Night, seven days, seven nights. It's eight crazy nights. Eight crazy nights. And then they hear. So this is a Christmas movie and right, a Hanukkah movie. Right. And then they hear. <laughs> and they're like, "Is that Ricky's flute? Is that the fucking flute leaf?" And you get that hope in your chest, in your guts. And I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> I can't believe he's still alive." And Murray, what? Please help me. <laughs> The next scene? Yes. It's fucking insane. Because there's like a mastiff just chilling like outside. Love it. Well, the By the way, they did put a bamboo shoot down through it like a breathing hole. Yes. We do need to set this (laughs) up. Yeah. Okay. So he's got the bamboo shoot to breathe out of. He's got a mastiff just hanging out with him because he's a big Jethro Tall flute fan. Roden and Brandon pop up through their little scurry little tunnels they have. (laughs) And then then, uh, Roden (laughs) kicks the dog in half. It's organ. It's organ splatter everywhere. <laughs> he finds the heart of the dog still beating and shoves it into the air hole. Amazing. Now, now we're finally get to see why Ricky is in prison. He has another flashback. Flashback he didn't witness, which is pretty. That's a weird flashback when you remember something you didn't see. Yes, exactly. But we see his lovely uh, love of his life, Ying, leaving. I thought she was leaving the library, leaving class, whatever. She's got books. She's studious. And you know she's a serious student because it's nighttime. And she's right. leaving all those books in hand. Going by everything. the park, passes a couple guys fucking each other in the ass in the bushes. Sitting on a park bench, watching pretty girls with bad intents. <laughs> Aqualung is there, eating a, eating some breadcrumbs, from a, fighting a pigeon for some breadcrumbs. <laughs> yes. We see guys cruising, fucking each other in the fucking bushes. Bandanas everywhere, drops. They're using its gags. It's all kinds of... Oh, there's yeah. a guy getting pierced with a purple bandana in his and back we, pocket. It was Billy Blanks. It was Billy Blanks. And we also see the scourge of, of America right now. The opioid problem we have. I mean, it works. Like These are all preppy. They're all dressed in bright clothes. They're tying each other off, but they're doing it in the wrong right, spots. Because that's, that's the, the fear. The good people of the suburbs in their polo shirts are going to be doing drugs because of the scummy people in the city. That's right. And they're, we're proven right because that's what they're doing. Yes, they're not injecting in the right ways, but hey, they're yeah. learning. So apparently the guy who's been releasing the drugs to all these kids is standing right behind Ying. And Ying is watching because, of course, it's curious. It's grotesque, but you can't pull your eyes away. And she goes to run and runs right into the drug lord, apparently. Yeah, or at least like, the dealer. And he's like, 
I, I guess I got to do something with her. I don't know. I'll take her back to the boss. Yeah, I don't know what the, the motivation here. It's just it, they're cutting corners now. So they take her back to the boss. Another perfect casting. Fat, middle-aged guy, comb over. Yep. And he's just like, you leave her with me. And they, What the fuck did you bring her here for? I guess, I guess I'll take care of her. I don't know. So he goes down, of course. We're like, oh my god, prison movie. We're finally some rape. You know, you know, they keep rape teasing us throughout this movie. <laughs> and this the thought of having this man touch her is enough. She doesn't get raped, it's even remotely sexually assaulted. He just like kind of grabs her. Yeah. She breaks free. Right. And we've learned through doing the show Safe High place. ground. High Safest place is high yeah. ground. So she goes to the top of the building and just leaps off it. Not even a scene where she's like, no, stay away from me. You said it at the top half. You said, I want to see a dummy fall. <laughs> well, Murray, you got to see a dummy yeah, fall. It just goes thud. Yeah, it's great. I loved it. It was it was straight out of uh, you know a, a, a Roadrunner. She hit the ground and a smoke ring formed beneath, you know, around her. So Perfect. we cut to the morgue. We see Quincy in the background. Okay. He's like, I think she was slam dancing. Slam dancing with God the punkers. mayhem. Yeah. No drugs in her system. She you was just. You notice Ricky beat it up sweat. He was he was peck jelly. He must gills. have been running around the streets everywhere. I think he was doing a peck for... jelly commercial. Or oh, something. just peck jelly. Okay. Yeah. But he was sweating like a motherfucker, and he pulls back the thing, puts the fucking train on her. He put he puts the RC fucking helicopter on her chest with the poem laid out, and he's like. You can do whatever you want with her now. Swim freely, my swan. My 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 uh, lightning bug. My lightning bug. That's right, not swan. Lightning bug. A swan would eat a lightning bug. That's beautiful. And he's got to get fucking revenge. Right. As you as you said earlier, he was not there. No. He does not know. He what put it happened. together in his head. Somehow, that's probably maybe that's why she didn't get raped in real life. He didn't want to even imagine that. Yeah. So she probably got right raped in real life. Yeah. And he imagined she just broke away. Yeah. And so he knows that he should just go for the one of the dirtiest people in town, a Yakuza boss. Come over Joe. Come over Joe. Yeah, luck would have it. He knows the guy. He's like, that's that's the guy that would do that. Well, the I mean, come on. We just cut to nighttime and sometime in the future. This is a perfect Zarg Zarg alley. It's wet. It's it's like an alley, but businesses are open alongside of it. Lurk shadows lurking everywhere, and then you just see you got Ricky coming from one direction and come the, over Joe with the hose. Yep, one hoe on each arm. That's right. And he's like, "Hey, you killed my girlfriend." He's like, "What?" Just that alone is enough for come over Joe to be like, "I'm gonna fucking shoot you now." Gets, shoots Ricky five times in the chest, and he doesn't sell even one of them, and he goes up. Kicks the guy in the shin, like breaks his leg. Yes. And then punches him in the head. Yes. And it leaves that crater in his head, too. Oh, it's so good. That was the jump kick I talked about earlier, where you see him jump and leap through the air, and then they cut to the next shot, and he's hovering above the ground and just cuts right through his shin. It's so great. Killing the guy. Back to uh, seven days have passed. That's right. Ricky survived him. He's being pulled out by a backhoe, still chained up. Is, is that the story of, wait, no, Lent or whatever, the rebirth? That takes three days. Three so days. Jesus okay. has got him on that. Yeah. Jesus, you know, on the third day he arrived. Yeah, Jesus was quicker. Took a week for fucking Ricky to break out. And he immediately snaps the fucking chains. Of course he does. Out. He gets pulled out by a fucking uh, uh, industrial backhoe. Backhoe, backhoe, yeah. yeah. 
and he breaks the chains, and they're like, everyone's like, Ricky, yeah, you're going to go. And then Roden is driving the backhoe, so he just slams into Ricky. Ricky goes flying. Right. And, and then he strikes <laughs> the sassiest pose a twink could do. <laughs> All right, so the warden has got a new contraption now to hold Ricky. Because yeah. think about it. We said there's a steel factory in this prison. Yeah. Think of all the chains they have worked up to hold, you know, to bind Ricky. None of them have worked. So now they're just using that rebar that they're building, and they've bent them and sharpened them and just have Ricky trapped under them. Yeah, it's, it's hard to describe. It's just like a bunch of, like, rebar sticking up from the ground vertically, and he's pinned in there somehow. They bent him a little, so he's pinned in, like. Right. Okay, and so now they're asking him questions. What have you been doing for those two years? What? People are obsessed with these two years. We still don't have a clear answer. We're just assuming it's when he learned Chaigong. Right, and Ricky's not talking. So Brandon freshen him up, and Brandon's got a wrench and just starts backhanding him back and forth and back Classic and forth. Classic toady work. Right. Is he going to talk yet? No. So now Rodent's got his own torture scheme cooked up. This will get a guy to talk. This is straight out of Moxley's playbook. <laughs> a handful of razor blades and just pops them into Ricky's mouth and then tapes Ricky's mouth. Yeah, I, I'm waiting. F- that, that's how uh, he's going to outdo that, uh, that Hangman Page match. He's going to swallow a bunch of razors and spit them in the face of his yeah. opponent. Yeah, Because he throws the razor blades in his mouth, tapes it shut. I don't know how that's going to get him to talk. But the warden's like, oh, now you're going to talk, aren't you? Pulls off the fucking tape. Well, they slap his face oh. around, too. Well, of course you got Because then you get the shot of the razor blades sticking out of his mouth. It's so fucking good. It's gnarly as hell. Warden's like, you're going to talk now, aren't you? Whips off the tape. And Ricky just fucking great kabuki spits fucking red mist, his blood, and the razor blades into the warden's face. And we get the cutback to see the razor blades sticking out of the warden's head. It's fucking great. It's the cheesiest, stupidest movie, but all this shit looks cool as hell. So now Ricky's chained up once again in a cell. Even bigger chain links, though. Of course. Come on. A prisoner, he has done what he's, he was put on this earth to do, motivate people. These people, prisoners, are behind him. Oh, yeah. So they bring him some food. He's not supposed to be eating. They say, Ricky, you haven't eaten in two weeks. I need you to eat this. It's just a big just pile of rice. Pile of rice. It was steaming, though. I saw the steam coming off it. So they just pour it, they push it through the little dog door in the bottom of the thing. Right. Ricky gobbles it up. And written on the plate, I don't know how they did this. Maybe they got ink somewhere, you know. They actually are trying to rehabilitate these people, so that, that would make sense. It's a nice little message there. And, you know, the guy who gave him the rice, it reads it in his voice. Don't give up. All right, Sammy the Rat, meanwhile, has watched all of this take place. I can't get no sad. So he runs to fucking Dan, and they go to confront Ricky. And they all go in the cell, but Ricky's not in the cell. Right. Where the fuck did he go? Dun-dun-dun. We look over. He's somehow pressed into the ceiling. I mean, he's so strong. He could probably just, like the C-Lab episode, dig his toes into the ceiling. Yeah, that's what he does. Jumps down. Knocks the top of Sam's head off. Such a good fucking shot. Because the warden's in there with Sam. And they're trapped in there now. Because, yeah. you know, Ricky's in between them and the doorway. Warden punches or elbows Sam in the fucking gut and then backs up. So Ricky's there with Samuel. And he's like, you're a fucking rat. Just 
side punches him. It's so fucking Knocks weird. the top of that his head off the top of his head, and we see a shot of the brain splattering down on the ground. So good. So Dan escapes because he used He gets punched in the face. Dan, oh, yeah. He does punch okay. Dan in the face. But he hits the, the alarm, so the riot squad comes in. Right. And he's like running away, falls down some stairs, and the prisoners have had enough. That's all they can stand, and they can't stand no more. So they start beating on uh, on Dan, but that's when— Not only that, they poke him in his a good eye, don't they? Yeah, I believe they And then they, they chop off his good arm. Yeah. But then the riot squad arrive, and they're donned in like all the cheesy armor from our post-apocalyptic movies. Right. Uh, and they, they start pulling the crowd. They're beating the fuck out of them. Of course they are. But I believe this Ricky is Ricky appears, and he, the main uh, riot squad guy, he punches a hole through his body, his torso. Right. right. Through the armor and everything. And they grab Dan. They're like, you're going to take us to the warden. All right. So we see what the warden's up to He's now. He's in the kitchen. He's in the kitchen. There's a disgruntled guy in there. They're trying they're, to cut costs. They're trying to cut. This is definitely not real now. No, that would not happen. They're like, just serve them half portions. What's the big deal? Young boy is eating a pile of raw meat. Did you notice that? No, I did not. That meat looked raw as fuck, and he's just, no, 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 daddy, this food is so good. So he's going to prison. What's the big fucking deal? Chop their rations in half. That's all you need. And he's like, no, they need to eat if you want them to work. Well, how about this? And the warden grabs the prisoner, puts his arm in a gigantic industrial meat grinder. Right. Looked the, like the meat grinder that uh, Ginty put the guy in yes, to exterminate Because it's just, it's a food processor, but it's opened. So it's very easy to have. I talked about uh, in the first bathroom scene, they all have these strings hanging off of them. That is the most dangerous operation to have. Well, they don't care. They're prisoners. That's right. So he grinds up the guy's arm. You see the meat coming out. This is how people say you don't want to see how the sausages are made. That's right. This is why. That's right. Meat comes out. And he's like, here, here's a meal right here. Puts it in front of the guy. And then Ricky crashes through a wall. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Crashes through the wall. Warden pulls out his gun. He's like, oh, yeah, that's right. You're not afraid of guns. Is, is this a lawgiver? Because it, it has some very weird bullets in this fucking right. gun. Is this a revolver? And I know what everyone's thinking. We've had so many bad final fights in movies recently. And like the last two months, it's always like a old guy fights our young, muscular hero. Right. So you're thinking he's going to have to fight Cyclops Dan, a fat, tubby <laughs> mess. No. Warden has had enough. And Dan gets pulled in to use as a body shield. And so he takes the brunt of this shot. And like you said, it's a lawgiver. <laughs> that bullet goes in, it stays in. Inflation bullet, apparently. Yeah. Because he just starts blowing up like a balloon and just explodes. And clearly, it's you could see it's some stunt man with bad prosthetics. Oh, uh, it's great, though. It's great. And he just blows up. So now, Rodent and Brandon show up. Yeah, Rodent always jumps in first, always starts fighting. And again, Rodent is, he's got his chops together. So he's, he's doing some shit. He's kicking uh, Ricky around here. Because Ricky's also trying to help the prisoners and everything. He's trying to stay away from the bullets. It's... It's ridiculous, but then Brandon, as always, shows up. Now he's throwing his needles all over the place. It's it's messy. So Roden attempts to kick. Uh, he gets because it was. Uh, I don't know if it was supposed to be a hot water heater or like some kind of like uh, liquid nitrogen container. Yeah, I couldn't figure this out. But because Ricky's like leaning up against it, Roden goes to kick him and kicks into the thing. He gets Ricky gets like punched into it. It cracks yeah. open. It's pouring on Ricky, and he's yeah. like, you know, I think if it was. It makes no sense, but I think it was supposed to be liquid nitrogen. Yeah, I think so. Because Rodent kicks through it, 
and his leg's getting fucked up. And then yeah. Ricky just snaps the fucking leg off at the knee. Yeah, he, te- he tells him, like, I'm going to fucking make sure you never walk again and just smashes through his leg. And then he takes his arm, and this is the Popeye move, ties his arms together. Like, he breaks the bones so they could be used like rope, and he ties a knot with his arms. I don't even remember that. It was kind of done off screen. It was ridiculous. So Brandon, being the bitch that he is, he doesn't have Roden, he doesn't have anybody. He screws, there's like a dumbwaiter. We forgot to mention that some prisoners tricked Fat Son into letting, freeing them in their dumbwaiter. Yes. Like, press, don't, don't press that button. And then they go in there and he presses it. Yes, but, yes. But Brandon tries to escape in the dumbwaiter and Warden sees that and is like, you motherfucker. Shoots him in the ass with the, uh, the inflation bullet. <laughs> and he blows up. Which so, is also another great effect here. All right, now R- Warden, he's getting ready to Hulk up. He's pissed off. I promised you guys. I said we're not going to have a big showdown with an old guy. No. Well, this is an old guy, but don't worry, because he's also a master of Chai Kong. Yes. Sorry for the reveal, but it was about to happen anyways. So Ricky, of course, just like Chai Kong tries to throw a table at him. Ricky jumps over it and kicks uh, Warden, Warden in the face, and he goes flying backwards. But that only triggers the Jai Kong, the G Kong effect. Right. So he just <laughs> turns into the, one of the most ridiculous looking. We literally get a scene of a rubber face and someone's fingers like pushing them to show like stretching. Features, yeah. We see arms elongate. It's so good. I love it so much. And he turns into a, like a, a goon version of the Hulk. Yeah. And I don't know if he's drooling or snot supposed to be running out of his nose, but he's goo on his face. It's gnarly as fuck. This guy's 12 feet tall now. Ricky immediately is just like, I don't give a shit. I'm going to punch you right through the stomach. Hits him in the stomach and bounces off of it. It's like, what the fuck? And then he, he hear. I think I think Warden tells him, I'm a master of G-Kong, dog. All, all your negative energy that goes into me, it's like kinetic energy. It's like the Hellfire Club guy. Just turns me stronger. So Ricky, I don't know. I know Ricky throws him in the. He's throwing the meat grinder. So Ricky's like, "Oh, is that so?" So I think Ricky gets punched and knocked around a couple times, just because you gotta let the right. big boss get spot. a yeah. couple licks in. And Ricky's just like, "How do I feed this guy? I know he's only gonna go stronger if I keep landing blows. So I need to just completely disembowel him." And Ricky goes, "Right, disembowel." So he charges forward, and we already saw him do this move. We just saw him do this move, in fact. He breaks his shin in half, and so he collapses over, and then Ricky stabs up through. I don't remember if he went through his face or if he went through his chest. I think it was his chest. And then he does the the gorilla press again and throws him into the fucking uh, meat grinder. The word is so powerful. He's still alive. Even though the bottom half of his body is being ground up. So he grabs Ricky. He's yes. going to pull Ricky in with him. Yes. Blood spraying all over fucking Ricky. It looks like a guar show. It does. That's the that's the best uh, comparison for people wondering the special effects. Guar. Guar, yeah. That's a good call. I, I'm surprised it took us two hours to get there. Right. And he this. But eventually he gets ground up, and then every, well, the only thing that's left is his head. And Ricky just grabs his head and just walks out of the prison. We still see, like, the prisoners are fighting with the SWAT and the guards and everything. And he goes, hey, it's over. I won. Capitalism's over. As he's over. holding the severed head in his hand. Yeah. Communism is forever now. And he's just like, chill out, everybody. And he just calmly walks up to the prison wall and just runs up and punches it. Oh, 
Yeah! And it explodes. And he's like, all right, everybody can leave. And he just walks off into the sunset. Boom, everybody. That is a fucking top-tier movie. If you Criterion need some, movie. If you need some fun this holiday season, you got some extra time off, and you have never seen this movie, go fucking watch this movie. Merry Christmas, everybody. Ricky Ho Ho Ho, everybody. Yeah, because he is referred to as Ricky Ho in the movie, even yeah. though the movie's called Ricky O. I don't know. What the fuck is that about? I don't know, man. But, uh, yeah, okay, so next week is our final episode of 2023. But before we get to that, you guys have been very good this year. So we're going to give you an extra special, a little present, coming to you Christmas Eve morning. I'm not going to say what it is. You're going to have to open it up. No, that's right. Day. But uh, I think it's guaranteed to warm your heart. It's a nice Christmas tale. Look for that Christmas Eve morning. And then next week for our final episode, we do sci-fi usually. And, well, I guess Showdown wasn't sci-fi, but this is technically sci-fi. It happened in the future. If it happened <laughs> in the future, it's sci-fi, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're going to leave it with a classic movie, Sean Connery, Red Diapers, <laughs> Long Ponytail. You know it. You love it. It's Zardaz. Don't remember really anything about this movie. I saw it like five or six years ago. Yeah, I saw it seven years ago. And I don't know. I I remember it's in the future. Yep. And that's about it. I remember a giant head shooting guns out. The giant head made a cameo in the last episode of Venture Brothers. Oh, nice, nice. But yeah, so look for Zardoz next week. Have a Merry Christmas and keep it warm.